Welcome everyone to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. I'm Austin. And I'm BJ. And this week we're kicking off our episodes on Dragon Quest Treasure. I'm a treasure. Which is something that I've kind of brought up a few times, and if you guys listened to last week's episode, uh, you got to hear BJ purchase it in real time. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. And it came in. Yeah, and he's been playing it, and I, I've still been playing it too, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but um, I've been playing it still too, just not as much because I've, I'm in the post game, and I, I want to yeah. save that for later. But let me just say, like where I am now, it's like there's not really any quests left to do. It's really just trying to finish collecting the last of the like 777 treasures. And oh so, yeah. So it's like you know I'll boot it up and maybe run through as Eric and Mia with my monsters and like collect. Um, I think I can hold nine or 10 treasures is the most I can hold right now with my party. All so right. I'll, I'll fill that up and then I'll return back to my Island and I'll turn all that stuff in. And I'm getting to the point now where like half of it is treasure that I've already collected. Yeah. Um, and so uh, it's a little bit slower going, but I, I might do that like every day, but in terms of just like sitting down and playing it, you know, for like an hour or like cumulatively or like, (laughs) you know, a couple of hours over the course of a day. Like I'm kind of moved beyond that now because there's just not a whole lot left to do, but I'm still having enough fun with it at this point. At least I'm still logging in and doing a little bit of treasures here and there just to kind of chillax because it's a very chill game. It is. It's like one of the most chill games I've ever played. And at first I thought I was going to hate it because of that, (laughs) because it was so chill. Yeah. And I didn't, but Anyway, all of that is just kind of like a really long roundabout way to say that in this episode, I'm going to be talking as if I don't know some of the things that are coming. Uh, And just because we're focusing on first impressions, I want to kind of do it really as what my first impressions were like back, you know, a month ago, over a month ago when I first started playing. it. Um, And so we didn't get to do that this time because with a game like builders 2 we both got the game at the same time so we were kind of like at the same part in it overall right but because i played the game early um we didn't have that luxury this time so i'm gonna try to stick it as close as i can to those like first impressions um but before we do that we do have a new patreon patron actually a a new old patreon patron a new old patron yeah patron but um i still think he deserves a real nice thank you oh yeah it's like Oh, Todd, thank you! We love you. We do. We're, we're glad to have you back, Ty. And yeah, for that's anybody, really awesome. For those of you who can still hear us after that. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we're really glad to have you back, Ty. And thank you. He sent in some cool uh, episode request suggestions that I was looking at. Yeah, um, they're really cool. Yeah, um, so I'm looking forward to doing that after we do our, all of our treasures episodes but anyway uh let's get into the good stuff dragon quest treasures i i don't want to start (laughs) off overly negative but i do want to kind of kick this off by saying that the first like two hours of this game that i played i were probably my least favorite moments of the entire game like it it took me a little while to really get into dq i can see that yeah yeah and i think um like like I had told you, and we were talking about even last night, it feels very mobile gamey at first, right? Yes, it does, and it's a it it's really off putting at the very beginning because you start 
And it, it feels like, okay, this might be, you know, the very beginning of it feels like, okay, this is how like uh, Dragon Quest Builder starts, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, so it's simple, you get going. And then like almost immediately when you get off of the, the boat, I mean, uh, like I said, it starts like Dragon Quest Builder. So you get off the boat in the first like five minutes. You're on the Viking ship. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I thought that too. I was like, oh, wow, this feels so much like... Uh... Like Builders too. It's funny because that's what yeah. I thought too. Was that? And then it just kind of starts feeling like a mobile game in how it starts introducing systems with the pop ups and the way that you're having to go about it. I don't know. It didn't feel like uh, like I expected it to at the beginning. Yeah, that was kind of my problem with it too. Is that like at the beginning, like a, a lot of the animations and just like the loops that it gives you are very yeah. in your face and mobile feeling, you know, where it's yeah. like, and even, even like uh, when you start dispatching monsters, when you have that option, uh, which anybody playing this, I highly advise you to do this because it levels up those monsters super quick that aren't in your party. And sometimes they can bring back really good treasure. Like some of the rarest treasure that I found in the game were brought back from those dispatch monsters. Oh, but, okay. But like whenever it brings you back and like the animation where it's like success or super success. And then you like look at the treasure and it's like iconic and like all of this stuff just right. feels very mobile to me. Yeah. And, and, and I mean uh, that in a, I mean that in a bad way. I mean, you, I mean, I do not like mobile games. Um, right. I guess if you like mobile games and you like that kind of thing, it's fine. But yeah, at first I was I was really nervous when I first started playing it because you know I was like oh my gosh am I gonna not like a Dragon Quest game because yeah. it just it kind of starts off it doesn't necessarily start off slow like I was kind of like the stuff with the Vikings on the ship I, at first I was it just kind of felt like I don't know almost like coming home or something where I was like I'm so comfortable with DQ11 at this point where like the music and playing as Eric and being on the Viking ship, I was just kind of like, oh, this is nice. Like, it was like, it really was. It's kind of like coming home after a long trip. And for me, like doing that, it felt, I guess at the very beginning of it, it did feel very comfortable. And then just, but as it kept going, I was getting really bored after that. Like the boat stuff and getting off the island and seeing the uh, the first cutie slime. I was like, yeah, this is awesome. And then after that, I really did start feeling just that it was trudging that I was just like, yep, this is what I'm doing. Just kept on going forward, like kind of just play by numbers or paint by numbers kind of thing mm -hmm. was like it. The, the very beginning of it is not a very good onboarding, like interesting onboarding experience, I don't think. No, it's not. It's very similar to me, at least, as um, it reminded me of Kingdom Hearts, Dream Drop Distance. Kingdom Hearts uh, 3. Yeah. Have you played that one? Uh, yeah. And, uh, same thing. I got to a certain point relatively close to the beginning where I was just like, yeah, I'm not, not feeling this. And it, it but it's, be, it's probably because it has the same issue where it throws a ton of systems and like gimmicks at yes. you all at once. And then it, where it, it, it becomes tedious because of how much gets thrown at you. And I, yep. I feel like that's the thing with, with DQ treasures and the reason that it took me a little while to get into it. I'm sure the reason it's taking you a while to get into it is just that you you get all these gimmicks and like you're not quite sold on a lot of those gimmicks yet and they're all thrown yep. at you at once. And then with like DQ Treasures, it's like, okay, once you get to your island and once you've kind of unlocked these things and it's explained it, it's kind of like you unlock, I did not count them, but you unlock something like 30 side quests and you kind of know some are going to have to be, you know, mandatory. 
and it's just kind of like, yeah, get your gang up to rank four and then come back. And But then other than that, it's like you can do whatever you want. You can go to any right. island you want, and you can you know start scouting monsters and do all this stuff. And it's very open-ended without like a clear direction. And, and that was kind of, that was weird for me because you spent so much of the time before that, like the first, I don't know, 30 minutes to an hour, I guess, maybe depending on like how, how you play, but you feel, you spend that the first little while, like really like having all these systems thrown at you. And then yeah. you get to that point and it's just like, it shoves you in the deep end and is like, have fun. And then with like no, with like nothing else to do. And so I was kind of put off by that because I was like, okay, well, this is, it it clearly is going to have less story than what I was hoping for. Um, And then I don't know, at some point after that, I think it took me a little while. Like it took me, um, like it didn't take me too long to get to rank four. Like that sounded like it was going to be really hard whenever they throw it at you in the game. (laughs) But actually like going to rank four and like uh and you know you find a few treasures you know using your compass and and visions i think is what they're called that your monsters have like monster visions or whatever yeah yeah you find those and you also you know just randomly stumble upon those like silver treasures that you can collect and bring back to it's like you get to four really fast but i didn't know that when you unlock it and so it's just kind of like wow this like might take me a while and then somewhere around, I think it was about the three hour mark, really. It was after it was after I'd gotten to rank four and after I'd gone through like the first round of the snarl and like done that kind of stuff where I was like, where it's very apparent that like, okay, cool. This is more like I'm going to be discovering these dragon stones like organically, I guess, rather yeah. than being told like, okay, now it's time to go find this one. Um, right. Like, and it does do that eventually, like, like like a little bit through the snarl and stuff like that. But at this point it was just like so open-ended that it kind of took me a little while. But then once, once I got to like a certain point and I want to say it was after that, after I got to like rank four and had like really unlocked the systems and stuff like that, like, I don't know, I just fell into that groove and the gameplay loop felt very comfortable to me. And don't get me wrong. I still got annoyed by having to watch those animations over and over again. Like, Oh yeah. Like the fact that they don't let you skip your the train leaving the station every single time is a like super big complaint of mine. I haven't gotten to where I like tried to skip it, but I know at least I could tap the plus button a couple of times and it skips some stuff. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, but yeah, there are some. It doesn't let you move forward or skip any animations. And I'll tell you what's put what's the most off putting of any of the stuff that I've played so far in this game. Mm-hmm is when a new character is introduced, it does those stupid Smash Bros style introductions where it whips around, gives a new, uh, like gives a little title and like zooms in on them with a flashy background and is like resident pig farmer and their name. And I'm just like, I hate this. I hate this so much. And it does it all the friggin' time. Yeah. And Oh my God, I hate that. See, and I liked that, but I think it was because I didn't think of it as Smash Bros stuff. And I heard later, as more people got, and I guess it's because I'm like, don't really play Smash Bros. So I wasn't like, in my mind, it was just kind of like, like a lot of JRPGs have that, like the Trails games and like um, Genshin Impact does that to some extent. And there's, there's a lot of games out there where it's like, they'll give like a character, it'll pause and they'll say that put the character's name beside of it and maybe like a title. Like I'm used to seeing that in JRPGs. So to me, it was just that kind of thing. 
And I like a lot of the designs, especially the monster designs that I was like, oh, this is cool that you get to kind of like see them with like their own little art for a little while here. Um, and then after the game was out, I saw a lot of people being like, look, they get their own Smash intros. But to me, it was just like the typical JRPG like character introductions. Yeah, it looks so much like Smash Bros. And just the, it interrupts the flow of the game. It's like, yeah, you tell me your name like you are. You're Levantor, the captain of this rival treasure hunting gang, blah, 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 blah. And then it's like after you finish that entire string of dialogue, it it changes the thing, loads in animation, loads in the animation and is like introducing this guy. I'm like, yeah, I know you did that about 30 seconds ago. <laughs> I'm like, cool, yeah. thanks. Tell, thanks for telling me that. Appreciate it. And it's like, maybe I'm just not in the mood for this right now. But just that 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 kind of of way that it does it. But man, I was so annoyed last night. I was just like, I just want to collect treasure. I was like, I want to get my shiny things and put them on a pedestal. And it kept just changing and whipping around. And I'm like, I don't care about yeah. this person. I will kill them if I possibly can now. <laughs> but see, that's and that kind of goes back to what I'm talking about with the balance being off at the beginning of the game is because it like throw it does. It throws all that at you, like all of these characters at you all at once. Mm -hmm. And then it and then after that, it opens up and you and you never do it again. Like after like the first like 45 minutes of the game, it's like you never see any more of those. And it's weird, too, because some of those characters like you do, you don't see again until the end of the game. Oh. And it's just like it's it's really it is weird because it's like they they just introduce all these characters to you and then it's like the game gets much better after it stops all this like weird handholdy stuff like once it just right. lets you go and find treasures like that's that's where the fun in the game comes from i mean it's called dragon quest treasures that's where the fun comes from is actually being able to like go to these islands as you please running around and just discovering stuff like that's where i think that's really when I started having fun was after I'd kind of, I'd visited each of the islands. Cause you know, I went to all of them. Cause like you unlock them all at once, but it's like, right. I want to see them, you know? And so it's like, once I'd been to every Island and started kind of getting my bearings there and like doing the, like every Island has a quest for those of you who haven't played it yet. Every Island has a quest where it's like you go and you speak to like a conductor and it unlocks a, a railway, which unlocks like fast travel for a certain, for that certain area. It's kind of like a, like Batman Arkham or like the Spider-Man mm -hmm. kind of thing where like you unlock certain portions by doing something. And it's generally like the guy's like, oh, bring me five of this item. And the item is like really common in that area. So it's not like a hard thing to do, yeah. but it just kind of, but it encourages you to go and run around for a little while. But after I'd kind of done that a little bit and seen every one of the islands, that's really where it had fun with me where like, I was like, and this came admittedly much later, but there was parts where like, uh, like one of the most vivid exploration memories I have is when I was in uh, the mainland um, is the name of, of this one. Maine is in like M A N E. Cause you know, it's all puns because um, you're on, on the backs of dragons. Right, yeah. Um, and which I love, by the way, which is going to be my next thing before you say this, like being on the back of those dragons, it looks awesome. It really gave me Xenoblade vibes. Yeah, it did for me, too. And I think I really think that this was influenced by Xenoblade because the the dragons feel like Titans. And for me, it felt more like Xenoblade 2 because of like the Titans. Right. Like even, yeah. even the first two for the first game and, and the third one, you know, where it's more like robots or whatever. But yeah, it very much felt like that for me. And that was always cool. And so in the mainland, though, like there's this part where I, I really got to climbing 
up like the the spine of this dragon yeah and i kept finding like a way to get i, would, I had um the yuji hori king slime in my party at that time uh, which if okay. anybody wants to get uh you can use the code uh y-u-j huge and you'll unlock it and anyway i had the yuji hori king slime and his special skill is to throw you up and so i would use him to bounce a little bit higher and I would just kind of try to run into like the cliff as well as I could to like hug the wall to keep from falling off the cliffside. And just slowly but surely I got to the top. And then sometimes I would find a like an area to keep climbing up to. Like the verticality in this game is really impressive. And I got up to the very top and you could see like everything. And it really is one of those kind of like exploration moments that like I haven't felt in a long time. Like the the closest comparison I could really think of is a similar thing happened to me in Breath of the Wild where I was running around and like I saw a dragon for the first time in Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah. And like it just rose up and I wasn't sure what I was supposed to do or anything. And it's like glowing and it's like nighttime and it looks all beautiful. And I was just kind of like awestruck. Yes, that same thing happened to me. And this wasn't like quite on that level of like Breath of the Wild dragon because that's like, you know, the epitome of this for me. But um, but this was a very similar moment where I was just like, I'd worked, a, I'd spent a lot of time, like I'd forgotten all about Cliff, about finding treasure. I was just like, I'm going to see if I can get to the top of this dragon's spine. <laughs> and, and I did, and I got up there and then there was actually some treasure, which was kind of cool. And so I felt like I was rewarded for that. And I think that's, and I found that to be the case a lot in Dragon Quest Treasures, which I appreciate is that if you go off the beaten path and if you, if you see a mountain and you're like, oh, I wonder what's at the top of that mountain, that more often than not, you're rewarded for it. Right. And I like games like that where yeah, you're rewarded yeah, for going out of the way and finding something cool as opposed to just it being a little nook where you fill out the map. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. And I recognize that a lot of times, you know, it's the, well, the journey is the is the prize after all, because you had fun getting up here. And it's like, no, I want treasure. This is a treasure game. Yeah. Like I really, I really do like Dragon Quest treasures because of that, because there's a lot of times where I would do that kind of thing. And then I would get to the top and there'd be like a cool little like shrine or something. Mm -hmm. It's up there like a monument. I think is what it's called in the game. There'd be like a really cool little monument or there'd be like a blue chest. There's blue, red and green chests that you can find in the game. And, um, you can complete some side quests to be able to unlock those chests. But I would, I found some early on and I would take, like I found a blue chest in the pattern noggin early on and I took a screenshot of it. So I'd remember where it was. Cause I was like, okay, at some point in this game, I'm going to have a key to unlock blue chests. Um, uh, Cause I, I know how dragon quest games work. I know yeah. I'm going to have a key for this at some point. And so I just wanted to be able to remember like where that one was. So yeah, so I did that kind of thing and and it was it was cool getting to do that. And like inside these chests there's really cool crystal monster treasures or what's in them. Yeah. And that's like the only way to get these treasures. And so uh, I've I've had fun because I'm like it's also like a good incentive because even if I don't want to explore every once in a while, I'll be like those that rock formation looks pretty fishy. <laughs> right. And so like you go over there and then sure enough in like this dragon skull, there's like a green chest. And so it's like, yay, I was right. There is something mm -hmm. over here. And then you get like a cool, like crystal king 
slime, you know, statue or something. I do love the crystals. Like the crystal monsters are really, really cool. Like uh, I, I saw that. And the, the thing about the treasures is when you put them back in your, in your like, I don't even can't remember what the vault where you can show off what they are. Yeah. Like looking at the individual treasures, uh, and not you know you can unlock the the different characters and things like that from the games and put on your pedestal, which is really cool. But like it feels almost like unlocking uh, art in a game because it's like the first one that showed up on mine was a wall of a castle that had been broken down and i was like oh that's cool that's like a little trophy thing from something like you zoom around and look at the model and everything it's like those are the kind of things i like like collecting the uh, backpacks in spider-man for the playstation where i zoomed around and looked at all these little items that you picked up to see what all the angles are and that's how i felt about uh, the treasure whenever I, I put it out on the the pedestals i was like oh i like looking at all these little things that i would have never been able to see otherwise it's kind of like little unlockables because yeah they're little unlockables yeah and that's that's really where like once you're just able to have the freedom to just go and do that like that's where i've really fallen in love with the game and that's why i mean i've played this game way more I put in way more hours into this game since technically beating it than I ever, like the story is very short. Like I beat it. I I timed it because, you know, I was reviewing the game. I just kind of wanted to know. I beat the whole, I got to the credits, the ending and everything in 17 hours and 44 minutes is where it got to me. That's actually longer than I expected it to be. Well, I think you could probably beat it in about 12 hours, but there was a lot of times where I would just, I just ran around and got like, I would, it really was like there was one night when the game was still new, but when I first really started getting into the groove of things and having fun where like I'd sat there and I realized that I was just like exploring and finding treasure and wasn't even like concentrating on a side quest or a main story or anything. Like I just lost track of time. and was just like exploring. Mm. There were times like that, you know, that added on playtime and also like, you know, Naomi wanted to check it out because it was a new game and she saw me playing it. And so, you know, I let her run around and test it out. So there are things like that that definitely tacked on to my playtime. But um, I would say I would say you could probably do it in 12 hours if you really just want to like see the story. And then now that there's stuff like finding online treasures that give a lot of experience for like replicas. And now that there's like the codes for the Yuji Hori slime and then also the uh, the killing machine, the code for that one, I think is P-U-K for anybody that wants it. Like those uh, monsters that are a little bit more overpowered than like mm-hmm. monsters you might start with. Right. Um, like you might can get through it faster. But, um, but yeah, I would say like if you're really leisurely and want to take your time, it's still probably only a 12 hour game tops. And like there was, and I definitely did drag my feet for like the last couple of hours. Like, I think if I had just been like, I think if I had just been like, Oh, I just want to get to the end of this game, whatever I'll go. Like, I think I probably could have done it in 15, but there was a lot of times there at the end where I was like, eh, I'll go, I'll go and fight this guy when I'm ready. But right now I just want more treasure. (laughs) Yeah. And, and yeah, like going back to what you were saying, like, I think that's one thing that I really like about this game is that so much of the treasure is based on the other Dragon Quest games, which makes it really, really fun to find stuff. Yeah. Like my favorites, my absolute favorite kinds of treasure are the ones that are characters, the character models from all the games. And I've actually, like, I prioritize my monster party. Now it's time for monster party to begin. <laughs> like, every monster has this, like, um, like a specialty, I guess is what you would call it. And right. it's different from, like, their skill, like, bounce or glide or sneak scan, like, all that stuff. This is, like, 
um, like what kind of treasure they like. And so I I prioritize those monsters. So like, you know, I have like, there's a, my general party has been, um, general uh, party, (laughs) a like snow saber cat or whatever they're called. Yeah. um, The white ones, because their specialty is hero statues. And I have the Yuji Hori King slime because his specialty is two different kinds of hero statues. And then I have a, it's called like a Valkyrie Vulcan or something like that. It's like one of the Hades Condor looking enemies. Mm-hmm. I hate this thing. I absolutely hate this monster. <laughs> like with a passion, I hate this thing. But his specialty is two hero statues and I've let him, I've kept him in my party. He's weak. He dies all the time, even though he's a rainbow, like rarity monster or whatever. He dies all the time. I don't like his moves. He's super obnoxious. He constantly is flying behind me going, I've got a bird's eye view. Like all the time. If I hear, I've got a bird's eye view one more time. Like you're you're going to be fine with it because like, like we were saying in the Xenoblade one, it's like after a while, you're going to be like, I miss that when you put somebody else in there. Cause you like, you just want to hear it's Ryan time. I, and, I don't uh, know. This one is far more obnoxious. I've got right a now. bird's eye view. Yeah, like it's very, it's very just grating, and I hate it so much. But I've left this thing <laughs> in my party. I've turned down the volume for the monsters talking to get around hearing it say this. But I've left it in my party, even though it dies all the time, and even though I hate it. Like you should hear the obscenities I have sent at this bird, BJ. Like you would not believe the horrible, horrible things. Oh, I, have I said absolutely at this, would. At, it's probably like you and Donald and King. That's of what Park, I was about right? to say yeah. because of how much uh, I, I cuss at uh, Donald Duck. Like I can totally, I can totally feel you. I get it. Yeah, like, I, like I just, I really do. I hate this bird, and like all the time, like even when it's stuff that's not its fault. Like I'll be gliding on it and like miss my mark and like not hit the top of the cliff. So I like fall down the cliff a little bit and I'll just be like, oh, you stupid bird. (laughs) That's that's like a G rated version of what I'll say to it. But yeah, I get get like really frustrated at this, at this thing, but I've left it in my party just because of its specialty. And that's why they gave it because they knew it was crappy and they gave it something just to annoy people. I, I almost guarantee there's another monster. I don't want to say who it is because it's a major spoiler, but there's another monster that has the glide ability, which I need in my party, and who also can find hero statues uh-huh. um, that I'm trying to, to that I want to use. But the problem is that when I got that, that monster, it's only on level 45, and everybody else in my party is level 85. Mm, and so that makes a difference. When, yeah, whenever I find portals, it's like that monster will be way too underleveled for me to to do that right like yeah so anyway so the monsters the the hero statues are really where i like what i want in this game and i've been trying to try to collect them all and i'm, I'm getting close i know at one point I, I like talked about all the heroes i have yeah i need the hero from the first game still and i need the male erdrick are the ones i'm missing oh uh, okay I've seen because you can go around if you whenever you go to activate like the railway to go to an island, um, it'll show you like a special treasure that you have a chance of finding on that oh, island. Okay. And one of those times, I could tell by the silhouette that it was the hero from one, and I was like, I was like, oh, okay, like that's um, like I re- I really want that, but it's like it all comes down to RNG, and so I like filled up all of my treasures before I could ever find that one. And ended up just leaving. But I've had that happen too with like the hero from five. And then I ended up just finding it randomly on a different island later on. 
So it's not like I'm giving up hope. And a lot of times I don't even go to an island based on the silhouettes because I feel like right. I feel like the chances of me actually getting the treasure that it's advertising is only about 50-50. Well, I was about to say it sounded like uh, if you stop completely, it might even be lower than that. It might be like the uh, the, the S rank in the uh, gotcha box. It, well, it's this problem is that it's like it comes down to RNG and also it's like there's so many gold spots that you might find treasure that it's like you could you could fill up all your treasure box slots before you ever find that one. Oh. It's like some of these air, I mean some of these islands are massive. Yeah. And so it's like depending on where you teleport into on that island and then, you know, like there's also every time you head out like the island has a certain percentage of finding like gold treasure. And so it's like sometimes you get to an island and it's like 75% and it's like, I'll be there five minutes and maybe take 10 steps and I've already found nine gold treasures and it's like, well, time to head home. And then sometimes, you know, I'll go to an island because there's a side quest there, but then like I'll spend so much time there and it's like, I don't come close to maxing out my treasure slots, but I'll still head back to the island to get it all appraised anyway. And so it's like, um, it just depends. I'm pretty close with finding like all the sections that it's divided up into. The one that took me the longest to get anything for was actually lost clothing. Um, hmm. There's only, I think there's like 10 or 11 lost clothing items. And like I beat the entire game without ever finding anything under the lost clothing uh, category. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, wow, am I ever going to find lost clothing? And I finally figured it out. Um, minor spoiler that I know you won't care about, but just in case, minor spoiler here for you may listen. Uh, the treasure here is actually it's clothing from characters based in DQ11 because since this is like a prequel to DQ11, there's not like ah. Dragon Quest 11 stuff really in it. But like the first one I found was like Hendrix black and gold armor. And oh, then okay, cool. The second one I found was like Gemma's uh, outfit. And so it's like it's from characters in DQ11 and it's lost clothing. Yeah. That was the last category. Maybe you have to beat the game first before finding those items. I don't know. It definitely, I definitely didn't find any before beating it, but I'm not sure if that's like a thing or not. Yeah. I guess to you, cause I know you're still pretty early on into it and to anybody like listening, who's thinking about playing the game or maybe people who are just now starting it. I think my just like best advice is like, just, get through the beginning of this game. Like it starts off really, really rough. They throw too much at you and then just kind of are like, all right, well, see ya after throwing so much at you that it feels a little overwhelming and disjointed. But once you get through that, once you come out on the other side of it, it's, it's good. And thankfully this isn't one of those like, uh, situations like persona five. Like anytime I tell people I don't like persona five, they're like, Oh, you just got to get through the first 10 hours. Like this isn't one of those situations. This is like, (laughs) this is like 90 minutes tops, you know, like I didn't spend a ton of time dwelling on this. It takes, it takes a little time, but sometime between that, like 90 minute mark and the three hour mark, I started really hitting a groove and really did just come to love this game. Like I, I really thought like at the point where probably around where you are right now, I really was thinking to myself like, wow, I don't think I'm going to like this. And like, do I have the motivation to finish it? And like, honestly, because I was reviewing the game, like that was the kind of motivation to finish it. I knew I had to. So I like persevered, but you just got to persevere. It gets so much better. I promise you, anybody else listening, just the, for whatever reason, that first little bit, it it is, it is rough, man. (laughs) Yeah. I just, like I'm 
I'm feeling right now when I'm playing it that I don't necessarily want to continue. I'm like, I know it will get better. So I'm doing that because you keep hounding me <laughs> to play it. But I'm just like, man, this is not great. And so I'm I'm excited to see what it turns into because, you know, where I'm at now, just opening things up, not that great. It's not very good. No, it's not. I will concede it, that it's not very great. But I will also say it gets better. It gets so much better. So even if you, even if you're not reviewing this game, and even if you're not yeah. playing it because you co-host a Dragon Quest podcast, um, <laughs> push on. It gets better. I promise. But yeah, I've really come to love this game. I know I'm going to rave about it a lot more uh, in future eps. But this was just kind of like our. Uh, first impressions episode for dq treasures and we'll have a lot more follow-up um in the following weeks uh if you want to share your own opinions of dragon quest treasures with us remember we're on twitter at dragon quest fm you can find us on facebook hive all that good stuff at dragon quest fm and you can also find us on patreon at patreon.com slash dragon quest fm and a huge shout out to ty and all the rest of our patreon patrons we greatly appreciate all you guys yeah, we really do. And if you want to talk to me on Twitter, I'm at Professor Beej, um, on Mastodon at Beej at Dice.Camp, and you can find us on Discord at discord.geek2geekmedia.com. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye! Welcome everyone to Dragon Quest Treasures FM. Uh-huh. Talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest Treasures. I'm Austin. <laughs> and uh, this week's episode is probably obvious to you uh, because you've probably seen the title already and based on what we said already, we're talking, we're talking about, about Dragon Quest 4. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Dragon Quest Treasures again. Last week we did kind of our first impressions episode. And that one we tried to keep spoiler free because it was kind of like, you know, really just the first like little bits of the game. Uh, right. This week, this week, spoiler warning, um, there's just really no way to talk about our playthroughs of, of DQ Treasures without there being at least some spoilers thrown in. Um, right. But I'm, I'm, I'll save the uh, like post game spoilers for later on. So don't ruin that for anybody. Um, but BJ has some exciting treasures news. I did. I got my very first iconic treasure in uh, in Treasures, and I absolutely uh, love it uh, because it came as exactly what I expected. <sighs> the Prince of Middenhall. And I was my very first one. It's it's kind of like I don't know. It's 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 like poetic justice <laughs> that that is your first one because you hate. I on know, it all, right? All, you hate on it all the time. I love that design though. I know you do. And and the actual uh statue in Treasures doesn't look bad. Like it's a really really well done uh statue in there and I like it. Uh but yeah, it's uh it's something. Yeah, when you know. were when you were asking me about it earlier, my my guess was DQ7 Hero because I'd gone into that long spiel about how I couldn't I didn't have any like DQ7 uh characters for like the longest time, so I thought right. I thought maybe your first uh iconic treasure had been had been that one right but no no it was Middenhall. yeah 
I'm still playing it a little bit. I ended up getting, uh, I got Pokemon Violet for Christmas, and I actually, right. I actually started playing it, uh, like, I guess this past weekend. Um, so I've been playing it for about a full week, and so that's taken up a lot of my time. But I'm still been booting up treasures every so often to just kind of chip away at the treasures. Um, but I kind of fell off of it hard because, and I'm I'm going to be as vague as possible because this has to do with a post game. <laughs> okay. But so there's a like a big I don't know if you would call it like a super boss, but it's like the the biggest boss, biggest yeah, boss yeah, in yeah, town, yeah, right. you know, that you can be in the post game. Um, and so that boss is level 80. And I tried it when me and my monsters were at level 80 and it got beaten pretty quickly. So mm, yeah. I was like, I was like, OK, I'll I'll come back. I'm still having fun finding treasures. I'll just worry about this later. So I went back to it. Eric, who I know we're going to talk about combat in this episode, right. but Eric, you know, is is pretty squishy to begin with already. Yeah. Or Mia, whoever you're playing as. And I alternate, other, but uh, most of the time it's Mia, actually. Yeah, I alternated for the longest time. And then at some point in the post game, I went over to Eric and just like, I don't know, quit bothering with it. Because, <laughs> I mean, they're pretty much just exactly interchangeable. And, um, like, but anyway, so, uh, like, Eric or Mia, whoever you're playing as, is pretty squishy. The other sibling will help you with this fight, and then you have your three monsters. And the my character plus the monsters were all in, like, level 90, and mm-hmm. it was, and I was still getting, like, my butt handed to me. Like, I made it down. I got the boss down to about half health and, oh, still, yeah? and still died. And so that was kind of the point for me where I was like, screw it. I'm just going to go play Pokemon Violet for a little while. And oh, so yeah. I actually bothered to open it up and play that instead because I was like, I'll come back to this later. And it's one of those things where it's like I'm still having fun with the game. So even after this, I've gone back and just played and just collected treasures, which, you know, is good right. for leveling up, too. But I haven't gone back and tried this guy again because I'm just like, you know what, I'll maybe I'll beat it. Maybe I won't. But in order... I'll have to beat it if I want 100% all the treasures because you get a statue of him. If you oh, him. do you? Yeah, and so I still have like that one, and then there's also a side quest where um, you unlock it early on, but there's like uh, stages of it where you meet up with Shady and, um, right. oh, what's the pig's name? I can't think of it right now. It's the little ghost and the little pig that are there. Um, oh, man, this is going to kill know. me. I don't remember I, their names. Because I loved that little piggy. Um, I can't think of their name right now, but anyway, um, they're, they're there and you get like different models of them in exchange for going around and popping the balloons they've hidden in all the islands. Right. Super fun mini game. Really appreciate it. Liked how it was kind of sort of similar to the crossbow mini game in the vanilla version of 11. Yep. So I've had fun with that, but for the final one, you have to find every last one and which is a hundred and I found I'm somewhere around around the 80 mark right now. And like, literally, I don't know where else to search at this point. Like, I'm sure I'm just overlooking them as I'm exploring. And I haven't really like, I haven't bothered looking at a guide or anything. I'm just kind of like, as I, as I find them, I pop them. I don't know if I'm going to get that one. So if there's 777 treasures, I may end up finishing with 775 <laughs> oh nah you got this i believe in you yeah I don't, I don't know i'm uh i'm kind of like i don't know but so what what are your thoughts on the combat we didn't talk about that last time. 
I'm not a big fan. It doesn't, like, where I am right now, at least, and I don't know if it gets any more complicated or deep, it's just button mashing while I run around and let my monsters kill things. Like, I'll shoot stuff at them, and I'll run in and hit them with my dagger, and, like, it's just there. It feels like, I don't know, I, I don't like the way that they've integrated the real-time combat, to be completely honest. Like, it's fine. It's part of the game. I run up, and I'll kill some monsters just to be able to level up and try to scout them so that I can put them in my party, but I don't, like, want to go around and, like, fight them and farm them like I do in uh, other games that have a combat system I like better. Yeah, that's I really don't like the combat either. And in, in my review, that was one of the negative things I knocked it for. And it's one of the things that I really just don't like about um, some of the other content in this game that's more related to combat. It keeps me from really liking those aspects of it. Right. And yeah, it's just like like with Eric, Mia, whoever you want to play as, you know, just using the the slingshot to like attack from afar or like getting up close and personal with the dagger, but you're, you're still like, you just don't do much damage really. Like a lot of the damage dealing comes from your monsters. Yeah. And it's very much like, um, it's very much like you're just kind of watching. And, right. and if your monsters really get in trouble or whatever, there's not a whole lot you can do. I am infinitely frustrated whenever I need to heal one of my monsters and they move or keep oh. moving around and they're hard to target. Like, especially that bird, yeah. that stupid bird that I was telling you about <laughs> last episode. Right. Um, um, it's named like Cora uh, or like Kara is what it is. Cause it's Kara, you know? And uh, yeah. And I hate that stupid thing because it's always flying around. I'm trying to hit it. And my little healing pellet, like I use multi heal pellets and the multi heal mm. pellet just like zings past it and hits nothing. And I'm like, well, that was a waste of a pellet because this, yep. Then the bird won't <laughs> won't stop flying in circles, yeah. and like it's super frustrating. Yeah, they're always. I got a shadow in my party, and it is constantly going underneath the ground when I'm trying to uh, target it. Yeah, it's it's so obnoxious, and I'm just like, like the. I feel like there wasn't enough thought put into the combat of this game, really, and like some of those yeah. kind of mechanics. Whereas, like that's just ridiculous, and the. I, I don't know, like the just the the AI and stuff. I feel like leaves a bit to be desired. Like I feel like a lot of times these monsters um, are just stupid. Like a lot of times I'm just like, oh, you stupid monsters! Like stay still for just a minute so I can heal you. And or, also, not just you stupid monsters, stay still so I can heal you. It's you stupid monsters, stay still and don't run over there and attack that monster that's higher level than you. Yeah. Yeah, that kind it's, of stuff, and like you, and I know you get controls like very basic controls that are like gather round yeah, to bring right, them closer yeah. to you. But Pretty what cool. I wish, and I I know you don't like the combat in this game, but I do. But what I wish that this game had been more like was actually like Final Fantasy twelve, where Ugh. it has the auto combat. No, you're gonna agree with me, trust me. Where it has the auto combat, like is in Dragon Quest Treasures already, but it has the option to jump in and control them at certain points if you oh, want to. Oh yeah, like now it, that's true. Yeah, I told you you were gonna agree with me. <laughs> yeah, because there, there's just so many times where I'm like like um like my my big like Yuji Hori King Slime, you know, where I just wish I could control it for just a minute to make it do some of its magic moves. Yeah. Instead of just 
spinning. It takes so long to spin and bowl out of the way that the, the enemies have moved out of the way by then. So it misses everything completely. Yeah. And just like having the ability to where, yes, auto battle or whatever is, is what you should rely on most of the time, but it has that option to jump in. Yeah. Kind of like even Dragon Quest Eleven, you know, where it had the option where you could turn auto battle on or do the mm-hmm. turn-based combat. Like I would have liked that kind of thing with with treasures where there was just like the the combat was just not fun for me and it's part of the reason why i a lot of times this is why i end up quitting the game whenever i am playing it mm-hmm, is because yeah. I'll, I'll be treasure hunting and i'll get to one of the treasures where it's actually a teleportal and you'll have to jump in and go through like those five stages to get to a boss at the end and, and yeah. then get the treasure and most of the time the treasure is better I'll give it that, but there's a lot of times where I'm just like, eh, I don't want the headache of this. I don't want to go through like five stages of fighting monsters and then it just be like a treasure I've already gotten, um, which has right. happened now. And and same thing with the snarl, going down to the snarl and doing all that stuff. Have you bothered with the snarl at all yet? I have not gone to the snarl yet, uh, and it is only... <laughs> it is only because I can't find figure out how and I went through a portal and it turns out it was a dungeon and I went and did that instead and I've just like I don't know if I'm missing the snarl on the uh, map somehow or whatever but I've just been like all right fine I don't see it I'm just gonna go down here and try to get it I think it's what you did you go down it's in it's on your home island and you go down and there's like a portal you jump through and it's like a 10 stage kind of gauntlet thing okay yeah so that is the snarl yeah okay yeah there, i did that there's different there's different levels you unlock more levels like uh yeah you probably just haven't got to the point where you like you open up more once you hit different like tiers of stuff okay and i can't remember yeah. i can't remember specifically what it is but eventually uh completing the levels of the snarl it will give you hints and basically just tell you where the pieces of the uh dragon stones are Oh yeah, yeah. It did tell me that one of the pieces where one of the pieces was, uh, when I beat it out of the chest. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. I, I did it all just because you know, like I'm a completionist. And right. The, yeah, of course. In the post game, you like unlock the final snarl. That it's just an endless dungeon that you can stay in however long you want. But it can be good for like finding rare monsters that aren't like I at least have not found anywhere else in the game, and um and stuff like that. But but yeah, like I, I did not like the snarl. Anytime it came time to like go and do the snarl, I would either just ignore it for as long as I could or just kind of be like, okay, fine, hold on, I'll do it. It's, it's time. <laughs> and like make myself go do the snarl because I just really did not, I just did not like the combat in this game. And like, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I did not like the snarl, like even a little yeah. bit. Um, um, there are so you're right. There are so many good things in this game, and there are so many mildly obnoxious things. Yeah, like I can't think of anything that is straight up bad. Like that's the thing. Anybody listening to this and who's on the fence about it, I can't think of anything that I've played in this so far that is just a bad game. Where it's just like, well, this is ruinous for uh, who uses ruinous in a sentence? This <laughs> you just apparently <laughs> th- this just just ruins my experience, right? Yeah, nothing like that. But there's a lot of stuff that is just mildly annoying enough that when it happens over and over again, you're like, I'm not going to deal with this right now. I'm going to go play something else. And that, I think, is the biggest uh, issue with the game so far is that there are really, really great things. And then they're all counteracted by a 
mildly annoying thing that happens too often. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that, like the train, like you said, you can't uh, skip the animation for the train when you're going places. Yeah, and just watching that over and over again gets really tedious. Yeah, I, it does. I think. Yeah, I think and not having probably... infinite chimera wings to be able to return back to your base with your treasure should have been infinite. Yeah, well, they're. I kind of get why they do it because they want to make they it like it. harder. Yeah, it gets really easy though. Like, don't worry about chimera wings because um, you'll be able to actually make those on your home island. And right. like, gold has never been a problem for me. And maybe it's because of the way I hunt for treasures. But in terms of just like having money to buy things, yeah, it's I've never, never. I've got so much money, I can just buy whatever I want so far. Yeah, it's never been an issue. And so, like, I'll go and I'll just stock up. I usually stock up on like ten or twenty chimera wings at a time. And okay, then, I can't buy them yet. That's the thing. Wherever I am, I can't buy them. Yeah, I gotcha. That's um, why. Okay, then that's no big deal then. Uh, I just haven't opened up the shop to be yeah, able to buy be, that one. It may be after you beat the main story. I don't know. Or it may be after, because you'd get certain quests to like bring in like different shops to your island or like dormitories to your island and things like that. And I'm not sure if it's one of those things that unlocks like post game or if it's like a certain story beat. Like, I don't know at what point I got the Chimera Wings. I just know at one point I was shopping. It was like, oh, I can buy Chimera Wings here. That's convenient. And just start buying them up. Maybe I found a recipe for it somewhere in my exploration. I don't know. Maybe so, because I haven't unlocked a recipe for them at all. Um, and maybe it's just because I haven't played it enough. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what it is. But I, I will agree with you that um, there's not, there's nothing bad about it. It's just annoying. And now if you're listening to this episode now live, you have a kind of an advantage that we didn't have because now a Dragon Quest Treasures demo, uh, is made available like worldwide. So you can try out a free oh. demo of the game, nice. which I don't, honestly, I don't think that might be a very good call though, because the first like hour and a half of this game is the worst part of it. Yeah, that's true. Is it not? Yeah. Having not played it. I, I don't know what part it is, but yeah, if you even mildly like the demo, you'll probably like the, the full game because it does get better, much better. Yeah, but I'm just thinking like if I were if I were not a diehard Dragon Quest fan, but I was just somebody kind of casually interested in this game. Right. And I saw the demo was up and it was just those early parts of the game. I don't think I would be very inspired to buy it. Yeah, I mean, and not everybody has a podcast partner who cyber bullies them every day into getting it and continuing to play it. So I, I mean, I didn't just cyber bully you. I just, you just straight, straight up bullied, bullied me. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. But, but see, I mean, but, it, it, but it is good. You said you were having fun. I want to point yeah. out that you said less than like three minutes ago that you were having fun and enjoying it. <laughs> I am, and I have I have booted it up to play in lieu of the other games that I was uh, just kind of playing casually. So that speaks a lot to it because I've really been enjoying Cyberpunk and Shadowrun. And and this is one of those games. I think this is like its biggest advantage is it's very fun to just boot up, play for like 15 or 20 minutes and find some treasure and then put your switch to sleep. Like it's, it's yeah. just, it really is like a perfect switch game in that sense where it's just, and I, I thought this was interesting. So whenever I was, I was, uh, like playing the game, reviewing the game. I did a preview of it prior to that. And I was talking about how in the, my preview of it, the stuff that I got to play about how it just filled like a very relaxed, chill game that was just about discovering things. And it was just kind of meant to be taken slowly. And then right. I interviewed the producer of the game. And, Lucky you. and one of the things he said was, 
that he hoped people would take their time with this game that and not rush through it because he wanted to uh, like make this game that was just chill and kind of let you go discover things on your own and and didn't make you want to rush through it. And I was like, oh, that's cool because I I put that in yeah. my preview already. So I feel like he succeeded in that because um, before I even like talked to him, you know, like that was the impression I got, and so I thought that was really neat. Yeah, I mean, that is exactly how this game should be played, I think. Like, I want to get through to the post-game, but I don't want to get through to the post-game enough to not play it casually and relaxingly. Yeah, that's that. That's one of the biggest things with me, for because, because I had kind of like a deadline with reviewing it where I was like, at some there'd be some times where I was just like, you know, five hours went by, and I realized I haven't necessarily done a lot to advance the story or anything. Yeah. And I'd be like, okay, Austin, maybe... Maybe pick it up a little bit. Five five hours of leisurely just picking up treasures might be a little too much. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. And there was a part where um, like early on, there is a part where um, you maybe have gotten to this already and maybe you haven't. But um, the part where you like on the pattern noggin, okay? There's a part right. where if you go far enough in the pattern noggin, you'll actually stumble into one of these characters that's introduced at the beginning of the game and who has one of the dragon stones. And I just stumbled upon them and they were like level like 40 or something. And I was like level 12 yeah. and they just completely obliterated me. But I, I think because of that, because I found that so early on, I think that you can totally go through and I mean, admittedly it would be hard to find some of the dragon stones but i mean some of these you could just find without having to go through the snarl and get those hints oh probably be so yeah because i found like this character is over by a waterfall on the pattern noggin on the lower level and so I, I was just exploring you know yeah and i saw them over there and i was like oh hey that's you know character introduced in the opening that i haven't seen for a while i'll go see uh, what they're up to right and i went over there and it like kicks off this fight and, you know, it gives you the option. It's like, are you sure you want to fight or whatever? And you can say, like, bring it on or whatever. And yeah. uh, I just went for it because I was like, who knows what level they're at? Maybe they're, yeah, for sure. maybe, maybe they're really high level. Maybe they're lower. You know, who knows? I don't know how it works yet. And so I got to that. And, yeah, they, they beat me up real good. But <laughs> but because that was there already and it was before, way before, I, like, I got another, like, four dragon stones, I think, before I even got the hint for that one and uh do, going through the snarl and so it was like i think you can you can find it on your own and you can definitely do it in like any order is my understanding of it just based on you know that kind of stuff yeah which i think is cool and also kind of goes in with you know being able to take your own time and doing what you and want do whatever game. you want yeah yeah for sure um before we continue this week's episode, we also have uh some got y'all's opinions on this i want to wanted to read a few of those uh, but before we do that, let's have a little shameless self-promotion. So we have a Patreon page. <laughs> yep, just to ignore it this time. Not even addressing the song. <laughs> we have a Patreon page that you can find at patreon.com slash dragonquestfm if you want to join our community. And just a huge shout out to all of our patrons. Uh, thank you so much for your continued support. 
I have nothing personally to shill this week, but perhaps BJ does. No, I I don't really. It's, oh, look, uh, look at that! I, I know. Um, I'm just reeling it in. So just go go check out our Patreon. Then. Yeah, that's please all do. We, I that's appreciate all we got it for today. Um, so we asked on on Twitter. It was the it was on back on the ninth because that was one full month of release. We asked people to give us their honest opinions on DQ Treasures. And rather than just like read them all or try to read most of them in one single episode, I thought we would just kind of spread these out a little bit um, for all the DQ Treasures episodes we do. Um, and I think that uh, it seems like a lot of people really agreed with uh, kind of what we've been saying um, all along, which was nice because it was before our uh, episode went up. So that was all. So so it seems like that's, you know, like an honest opinion here. Uh, for right. instance, uh Knight said, I love it. The gameplay loop is very addictive. It's super cool to see treasures being items, characters from the entire series. Uh, perfect game for me uh, that I'm both a collector and a fan of the franchise. So that's cool. That's a person who probably leans like toward my side of it where it's like, right. yeah, I love collecting stuff. <laughs> so it's very, it's very addictive in that, in that way. Uh, Winxia said, a cute game for DQ fans. I'm not fond of some of their choices. And I wish the villains were more present and not just in the form of their teams randomly attacking us. Uh, many things can be improved for a second game, which I think is super valid and totally agree right. with a hundred percent. It does feel like, like I mentioned to you last week, it's like a lot of these characters get introduced all at once at the beginning. And then some of them you might see every once in a while. And then some of them you like never see again for hours. And then some of them it's like, you just, I don't know. Yeah. It, it is weird that they do that. And that's kind of what I'm thinking is that if this continues being like its own spinoff series, yeah. Um, I just, I would really like them to improve the combat aspect of it, obviously. For sure. Um, but I think, I think that Dragon Quest Treasures two has a real shot at being awesome. If they can just kind of tweak some of this stuff that, that we've been complaining about. Yeah, and I think one of the things that, uh, in terms of like getting things fixed for the next versions that I haven't mentioned so far is the recruiting of the monsters. Mm -hmm. That uh, I'm finding that, and it may just be where I'm at in the game. Like I'm finding I don't have uh, a lot of the things I need to recruit them to pay their fee. Like uh, I haven't found the recipes yet, and it seems like it's random to be able to find those, so I can't recruit this monster I really want. Yeah, I, I'm just like that. That wasn't too big of a deal for me. Um, there, there were some annoyances with like there was one where I needed a queen slime. I think it was. Yeah. Um, in order to sit, I had it was to unlock the railway. Um, in the the ice on the ice island, I can't think of what hinter is that the hinterlands. I think. Um, yeah, and, I think it is. And um, I was trying to. I needed this queen slime to turn in to like the, the railway worker I had already turned in the items. And this was like the final railway. And I just could not get the item I needed. And then yeah. kind of like a, like a pro tip, I guess uh, that I found is if you, uh, if you, as you collect medals, you know, to equip on your monsters and Eric or Mia or whoever you want, some of those medals increase drop rates of things. And if you put those on there and then attack whatever that monster is, uh, I found that it that that's how you can get some of those. Like I, I had mm. to do it for the hunter mech as well, and actually, <laughs> actually, that's uh, one quest I haven't finished yet is adding the last dormitory to my island. 
is because you need a special kind of oil for a hunter mech. Oh that, yeah. Yeah. That um hunter mech that uh to like add that last dormitory. Like that's all I need. That's literally all I need. And I was the only hunter mech I have right now is Mech Tyson, and I don't want to give up Mech mm-hmm. Tyson to finish this, yep. this this quest. And so I'm like, oh no, not Mech Tyson. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize how it was to get um, when you send them away. What it was at first, I'm like, oh man, I didn't realize that was like permanent. Because uh, yeah. I said you may not be able to, uh, you may not be able to get them back, and I'm like. Yeah, it means I can't. Yeah, and like, so I don't, I don't. I don't think you know what words mean, but may not gives you an option. And yeah. it's like then I go back, and it's like, oh yeah, that's. And I have I have other hunter mechs, but I can't recruit them yet because I haven't found any more yeah. of the oil. And so, like, but I don't want to give up Mech Tyson. Like these other ones have kind of silly names too, but I want Mech Tyson, and I can't give exactly. up. Exactly. I don't even use him. I just like his name. Yep, and and I wouldn't get rid of him either. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a really good name. Um, and then uh, last one for this episode maybe is uh, Elman Dean Todd said a decent game. I'm getting close to the end. I think um, RP Gamer gave it a three point five out of five, which I think might be Platy's review. Wow, I think yeah, I think, I think that's is. about a fair review. Some stuff like story is shallow, but very fun gameplay loop. I love collecting the hero statues and item statues from the past games. And, uh, yeah, I, I think the shallow story thing, I don't think bothers me as much as it bothered some people because I feel like a lot of the monsters games had really shallow stories, right? Ones that I played at least. And so like, I wasn't, and just kind of the stuff that I saw of DQ treasures beforehand, like made me think that maybe the story was going to be a pretty, was not the point of the game, I guess. Right. I don't think I was as disappointed in that aspect of it as some people were. Um, and then, uh, then, okay. One, one last one is, uh, I, the third, I know I'm saying that wrong. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. once you get past the tutorial and into the main game, it's really addicting. I only wish there were more varieties of monsters rather than the palette swaps. And, right. I get that. And yeah, I totally get that combat and the lack of monster variety were like two things I complained about. Um, and it's weird because I like I did the math back whenever I was reviewing the game, but I can't remember it now off the top of my head. I think I counted, and I think there's like twelve varieties right. of monsters you can recruit. Not not counting special ones that you can get through like story or like post game, but in terms of just monsters you can encounter yeah. in the game and fight and stuff, I think it was like eleven or twelve, and then it's all just reskins for the most part. Yeah. And so like you go through and there's like. You know, eight different kinds of slimes, eight different kinds of king slimes, eight different kinds of golems. And like, I was very disappointed in that because Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest as a series just has some really great monster designs. But there was also a lot of like what I would think of as like iconic monsters that just were not included in this one. Like, uh, like green dragons seemed like a pretty big oversight. Yeah. I mean, I got, uh. I got the statue for the green dragon, so that's there. Yeah, and, and same thing for like platypunks. Like, there's no platypunks that you can fight. You can yeah. get statues of them. I mean, because you can get statues of like most of the monsters. Yeah, uh, but in- they don't have like them as characters in the game, as as interactable entities. 
Yeah. And I guess I guess the opposite side of that is that you also have monsters like the Jade King Slime that I think are new to this specific game. Yeah, I think so. That are cool. You've got like crystal monsters roaming the wild that only show up randomly. And those are pretty cool. They're also frustrating because I have I've almost filled out my entire like it's like 74 monsters and I've almost got it all complete except for one of the slimes and it's like this little crystal slime, just a normal slime. And I encountered it once and it ran away before I could kill it. So it doesn't show up there yet for me. Oh, no. Or whatever you would call it, like monster book. And yeah. And so I know it's out there (laughs) somewhere and I'm just waiting on like RNG to like have it show up again. Um, The the armored, uh, the uh, restless armor or whatever. One, I can't think of what it's called. It starts with a T, but it's like a crystally, like pinkish, purpley monster like i've killed that one tourmaline i've no uh but i've killed that one like five four five times i mean i've killed it quite a few times and then the jade king slime i've only found once and managed to kill it uh there's like one for the golem that i found and there's there's like ones for multiple of these monsters yeah and so like the other side to it is like those newer monsters are really cool but yeah i was very disappointed in the uh in the lack of monster variety. And there's just, there really was like the, uh, like platypunks, green dragons, uh, like slime stacks, cruel cumbers. I mean, there's like a lot of, of little kind of wacky monsters that I thought would be cool to see yeah. in this game. And it, they just weren't there. Um, same for like aquatic. There's not really like a lot of like aquatic type monsters. Like you have the watery hands cause there's all the different palettes of the, of the hand enemies. Right, but um, but yeah, I also I found the monster variety in this game very disappointing. Yeah, I mean, I haven't gotten to all of them yet, so for me, it's still like, oh yeah, cool that monster, but it will definitely get there for me where I'm like, oh, it's just another one of these. Yeah, maybe I won't have to use that bird though. Maybe I'll be able to find something with the uh, the right ability that's not that bird. I hope so. I used Mech Tyson for a while because he also can glide. And he's like a little helicopter, like, and he's cool. He's my, his Matt Tyson. Um, but yeah, I, I did. I went with the bird because it had two different kinds of hero statues that were like its specialty. Yep. And um, yeah, so I don't know. And then last last for this episode, I know I already said that, but uh, to end a little bit more positively, Willa said, it's adorable with three exclamation mm-hmm. points. It is repetitive sometimes, but it oozes with that good, old dragon quest charm yeah and i have a funny story that this reminded me of um it's embarrassing but it's funny i went through 40 hours of this game before i realized that the king slime special move you know like his big like yeah 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 enter the dragon or whatever it's called move before i realized that his special move blizzard of ooze is a wizard of oz pun (laughs) (laughs) i just never said it out loud (laughs) blizzard of ooze like like when you see it on the screen i wasn't really thinking of anything right naomi just like seriously like 40 hours in you know way into the post game like 550 treasures under my belt and naomi was just like what does that say and i was like blizzard of ooze and you say it out loud and i was like oh haha i get it now (laughs) Yep. But yeah, it really was one of those things where I was just like, oh, I guess I just never really said it out loud. <laughs> right. I think that about does it for this week's episode. But as you guys can tell, we have a lot of opinions on Dragon Quest Treasures and a lot to still talk about. We just kind of ran out of time for today. Um, but we'll be back next week with even more 
DQ Treasures uh, stuff, fun stuff to go over. There is one thing that I should say at this point, too. Um, the codes to get the like Yuji Hori King Slime and other things, the YUJ and PUK codes are expired. They do not work. I did not get them. Oh, no, that stinks. You would have gotten them if you ordered the game back when I told you to and gave you those codes originally. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah that, I, that, I tried the, those two and they, they said that it was invalid or expired. And I'm like, well, I know that I can spell Y-U-J, so it is not ex- not invalid. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not, didn't, didn't input it wrong. Oh, that's good to know. Good to know. Um, yep, sad times. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for everyone who shared uh, their opinions on Dragon Quest Treasures with us. We got like 150 responses, so that's why I'm going to sprinkle them out over some episodes, um, try to give some variety. But if you want to add to that discussion, you can reply in that thread or to like this podcast episode's tweet or whatever. Um, and remember, you can talk to us on Twitter at Dragon Quest FM. Hi, Facebook, all that good stuff at Dragon Quest FM. And then also patreon.com slash Dragon Quest FM. And if you want to talk to me individually, uh, I'm kind of sort of on Twitter sometimes. Uh, at Dragon Quaston. And I am at on Twitter as at Professor Beege. I'm on Mastodon at Beege at dice.camp. Uh, and you can find us on Discord at discord.geek2geekmedia.com. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye! Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome everyone to Dragon Quest Treasures FM. I'm going to keep that joke running. <laughs> Yeah. Um, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest Treasures. I'm Austin. And I'm BJ Treasures. And this week, BJ Treasures did not. <laughs> that sounds so filthy. It uh, does, doesn't it? <laughs> I said it, and I'm like, ooh, that's filthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is a family friendly show, man. <laughs> For like 20 <laughs> hey, seconds. Blame in. my parents. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're continuing our discussion about Dragon Quest Treasures, obviously. And. Uh, building off a lot of what we talked about last week, uh, BJ is still playing the game. I have shamefully, I don't know if I've played it again since we returned last week. I, I haven't about, either. Like, that was what I was about to say. Like, I think that this week has just been a little bit crazy, and I don't think I've played really any video game for more than, like, 10 minutes, maybe. Like, and that was just like, oh, I can't do, focus on this, and then ended up bailing. It was Pokemon for me, like I said last week, that... I had started playing Pokemon, but I was still booting up Dragon Quest Treasures and just chipping away at trying to find all the treasures. Yeah. And I don't know if I did it again after we recorded. I might have for like there like a day, but it feels like it's been. Oh, yeah. This has definitely been the longest I've gone without booting it up and hunting around for treasure since the game came out. And I mean, it's been out for like five weeks, six weeks. So, I mean, I, I definitely poured have poured a lot of time and, and everything into the game. But yeah. Anyway, we've still played it, even if we didn't play it so much this past week, and still have a lot 
fun stuff to talk about. Uh, last week, also, we read some cool like Twitter input from people, answers they gave us. And so yep. I wanted to, last week we ended on that, and this week I just kind of wanted to kick off with a few. Again, we got a lot of responses, so I'm just reading a few at a time. Going to read like a few for this week's episode. And heads up, light spoilers again, just like last week. I'm not going to be getting into like a lot of the real post-game spoilery spoilers yet, um, since BJ hasn't beaten the game. But uh, there will be some light spoilers, like light, light spoilers, light beige colored spoilers. Ooh, that, that's how light. I mean, we have more personality than that. But but I'm talking about in terms of lightness. It's <laughs> 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 beige, not quite tan spoilers, and not quite like like eggshell spoilers. It's beige. Oh wow, that's you're awful. <laughs> Everybody's stop. You know how already. white we are is not like we can have a conversation about beige and eggshell for more and like as colors for more than like a minute and a half. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just looking around at my wall. I really want to paint this room. We never have. It's like the only room in the house that we've never bothered to paint. And it's like, oh, uh, yeah, like off white color. But whatever. Um, anyway, so uh, to start reading a few of these. Uh, Sebastian said, pretty fun game, short and sweet. Give a very strong anime movie vibe. I could see that. Um, yeah. Short short and sweet is actually something that I don't know if we touched on in previous weeks, but I did want to bring that up. And that's something that I really like about this game. Don't get me wrong. I can fall in love with you know a <laughs> game that's 50 hours, 70 hours, 100 hours. I mean, Dragon Quest XI, um, Xenoblade 2, uh, tr- the trails games you know i can spend a lot of hours in a game but there's also something that's just very nice about getting to play a game like dq treasures which you know you can beat in like 15 hours and yeah. that you can just kind of chip away at a little bit at a time and play in these like 30 minute segments instead of you know feeling like you got to sit there for three hours to really have any kind of impact <laughs> yeah and, and that's that's something that I actually look for in games these days is something that I can just jump in, play for a little bit, and then get that experience. Um, like before Dragon Quest Treasures, I started playing uh, Cyber, not Cyberpunk, I did, but um, I started playing Shadowrun Returns because I've just had it sitting on my computer and then I saw that it was on sale on uh, PlayStation Network. And I looked it up before I did, and it said that it was like 12 to 17 hours or something like that. And I'm like, that's perfect. Like, if it had been longer than that, I wouldn't have even even invested in, in it to start. Like, it is, like, I can't bring myself to play a super long game anymore. Like, so that matters a lot to me. Yeah, I I can play a super long game still. I tend to get those on Switch so I can do it, like, handheld and, and chip away at it. Right. A little bit, but I think there really is something to be said about like there's just so much. Uh, I mean, games, but also just other things that t- like take up time, all always, and so it's just like there's something nice about being able to boot up a fun, fairly simple, you know, chill like 17 hour game. Like like if that's if you're looking for that kind of thing, like I highly recommend Dragon Quest Treasures, even with playing Pokemon Violet now, you know, I'm having the same kind of fun with that where it's like I'll boot it up for a little while, you know, maybe catch some Pokemon, maybe like run over and tackle this, you know, team star base or whatever. Uh, and yeah. then, and then be done where it's like, there's just something 
maybe it's this time of year. I don't know, but I've really enjoyed just playing these kind of like uh, more like chill games like this that I can just kind of um, not not have to sink a whole lot of time into. Where it's like there's games like like when we were playing Xenoblade Three last year, where it's like right. it was really hard to boot that one up and play it for 15 minutes because sometimes you wouldn't even get through a cutscene if you played it for only 15 minutes. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 yep, 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 yep. And so this has been this has been like a nice um chill January. Chill you wary. Chill you wary, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna start calling it. Every January I tend to play games like this. So I'm just gonna make chill you wary a thing. That's where that's where I play chill <laughs> chill games and take nothing seriously. Um nope. But yeah, so I think the I think the short sweet aspect is definitely something DQ Treasures has going for it and is definitely something that I appreciate it. And I mean, it's kind of ironic because I'm saying I liked how short it was, but at the same time, you know, I've now sunk 40, 45 hours into it um, yeah. because of the post game. But again, it's because, you know, I'm just, I'm running around collecting treasures a little bit here and there. Then we have DiGiorno. <laughs> I have to, I have to. You are better Di- than delivery. I have to give DiGiorno a, a shout out because it's spelled differently than the pizza company, even though it's DiGiorno. But their at is DiGiorno Pizza, but it's spelled like their version of DiGiorno and not the actual DiGiorno Pizza. That's awesome. Yeah, so shout out to DiGiorno for that. Uh, best game I played, I'm still loving it. So that's awesome. They seem to have really enjoyed it. And then we have uh, the Joker that said, tons of love and charm went into the game and there's tons of stuff to always do. The game has really bad FPS. Could do with a more interesting story and a much better combat system. So we talked yeah. about the combat system last week. But I did want to talk about the uh, the frame rates and stuff in this game because that usually does not bother me at all. But DQ Treasures, I felt like, looked a little rough around the edges. And maybe it's because I had been playing PS5 games before that. Yep. But because I feel that way about Violet too. And I mean, I think it's, I think the latest Pokemon games are like widely considered to be like pretty ugly looking don't get me wrong i like the way they look but they are definitely like performance hogs even on the even like made for the switch i mean i like the way they look too but scarlet and violet look rough like i mean it's a it's a rough game it's glitchy as all get out and my game has crashed so many times and i'm so i get mad about it yeah especially it happened one time this has nothing to do with dragon quest but it's happened a couple of times uh when uh, like during cutscenes, so I had to restart stuff. And then one time it happened when I was throwing a Pokeball, trying to catch a Pokemon, and then I had to boot it back up, and that Pokemon wasn't there anymore. And I was like, "Well, this sucks." I mean, thankfully I found it later on, but it wasn't like a super common one, and or at least not in the area I was in. And so I was like, "Well, this was a terrible time for this game to crash." Yep, <laughs> like absolutely like, was. Like literally, like the, your arm like reaches back and throws it, and it, like the the I think it was like a great ball just barely left my character's hand, and then it like hard crashed. And I was like, oh, "Well, that sucks." Like that like, sucks. Like they're really fun games, but I mean, they definitely needed a solid like six months more in the oven um, before. But they have to come out in November, it. Austin. Yeah, I guess. Um, but anyway, yeah, Treasures, though, I noticed that with this game, too, um, when I was playing it. And again, it could have been because of that, but I I do feel like this is one of the... This is probably the roughest-looking DQ game on Switch. And we have a lot of Dragon Quest games on Switch. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I think mean, 11S, I think, looks really good. 11S looks really good, and I feel like uh, in both handheld mode and docked mode... 11s runs a lot better 
and DQ builders too, even with as many like different elements on screen at the same time, because, you know, you're building with voxels and moving everything around and constantly arranging things. I get worse performance in treasures than I did in builders too. And just in general frame rate, like it really was hard for me to start this game because I was coming off of Cyberpunk 2077 on the PS5 that I actually went like from one to the other uh, when I when I booted it up and I was like, it was jarring even and I, I was playing it docked initially. It was jarring how low the frame frame rate was. Yeah, I thought it was rough. I think it looked OK in docked mode like I didn't notice it as much on my tv but yeah i mean i think i did not and i never had problems with treasures the way i had with like violet where it's not like the game the game never crashed on me um and it never like glitched out or anything like that it was just that like sometimes it looks really ugly Mm. (laughs) and and i mean this was playing it on a download not off a cart and maybe that can you know make a difference a little bit too yeah but i mean i was playing it off a cart and it was still bad i guess is the better way to put it i, I meant like crashes like have you had crashes oh crashes i've it? not had any crashes okay, yeah, sorry I sorry either like it like it runs good it doesn't always look good but i mean i haven't had any problems with the way it runs like i haven't Mm-mm. like it hasn't it, it lags me. for me like when i have the monsters doing a whole lot they'll and there's a lot of like spell effects and fights with more monsters like joining in then yeah. it gets slower and choppier not quite to the point where it's like unplayable or anything but it's definitely noticeable huh yeah i never i haven't had any trouble with with lag either so weird um but but yeah and then story was the other thing they touched on that i wanted to bring up i don't i've seen quite a few people gripe about the story and it's like i i understand if you're wanting like a good like prequel to 11 um and maybe Maybe it's because of how much I kept up with this game in advance or something, but I just, I did not feel very disappointed in it. Like it was about what I was expecting in terms of story. Like I thought, I didn't expect there to be this really elaborate sprawling narrative (laughs) in it. Like I, like it's, I kind of figured it was going to be more kind of like the monsters games. Uh, Like, like in, like in Joker two, which, oh my God, that was two years ago. I started to say last year, which I played in the conference, but yeah, that was like two years ago around this time. (laughs) <laughs> time time is meaningless um yeah like like with that one you know the story is very very light like i would almost say that i feel like treasures had more story than joker 2 did but but it, either way this was about what i was expecting in terms of story so i didn't feel let down by it and in a lot of ways that's kind of what i grew to like about this game because the reason i like this game is because i want to run around and find treasure and try to climb mountains and try to like fall into like holes and see what's down there <laughs> and, right and and that's it like that's that's what why i love this game and why i've had fun doing and so you know i don't necessarily want like a bunch of like long cut scenes or anything happening because like i just want to i just want to run around and pick up treasure yeah that's kind of the way i am I didn't keep up with it a lot during development, but I knew what the story was basically going to be. And so I ended up uh, like as I'm playing this, it's got a little more story than I anticipated, honestly, because of how thin a lot of the monsters games are. I didn't really expect them to have like this base that you go into and that you're building up and uh, having like 
different interactions with the different monsters and everything that are kind of narrative based, I really expected less than that. So for in terms of story for me, I think it's been fine. But I do understand if you're going in wanting an RPG story rather than a smaller exploration RPG, then it's definitely would it definitely would be disappointing. Yeah, I, I could see that. Like I, I, and I felt bad too because there were sometimes when I, I, I was playing Treasures and I saw people that I know, you know, people I'm friends with online and, and you know other Dragon Quest fans, and saw them like you know sharing hopes about stuff in Treasures. <laughs> And, you know, I couldn't say anything about the game, but I, but I felt bad because I saw, like, I can't remember who it was, but I saw somebody in particular who seemed to be really excited about some of the possibilities um, in terms of story that we could see having Eleven, be, this being a prequel to Eleven. Right. And, uh, and, you know, I couldn't say anything, but I wanted to, but I, f- I felt bad because, you know, Austin wanted to be like, hey, it's, don't get your hopes up too high. <laughs> Yeah, um, and and you are not, as I say, legally not allowed. But you are right. not allowed to do that. Yeah, I mean legally, yeah. Like I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean like, you are under contract for that. Yeah, I suppose it is legally not allowed. Yeah, like it seems like the general consensus for a lot of the co- comments we got have been fairly positive. Like I know there are a few different people who said it was a letdown, which I can also understand. You know, again, I think I think it goes back to expectations. Somebody mentioned that it was uh, didn't really appeal to old school Dragon Quest fans. I mean, I, I guess I could see if you're like, but at the same time, I, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I don't consider myself an old school Dragon Quest fan. But one thing that I love so much about this game is how much uh, the treasures are callbacks to like older entries in the series. Yeah, and that you can collect the these characters and these items and you know you can even get horse manure as as a as a treasure which is really ironic and there's just like so many items and uh, and just different things the treasure maps that show like the world map from every game that you can find um that i just i, I don't know like i'd be interested in hearing from more um like i guess quote unquote old school dragon quest fans like people who like are diehard into more like the dragon warrior you know, like NES games than any of the yeah. newer stuff. Like, I would be interested in hearing about that because I, I actually liked the ways that that the treasure, you know, called back to other games like that. Yeah, I enjoyed the uh, the the callbacks and all the treasures. That uh, it's just it's fun to collect them. Like I said before, it's just unlocking things that that is really fun. Yeah, my my vault. I did not spend a ton of time. Uh, with the vault I kind of just tend to initially it was just like I would put whatever character statues I found and then I put some of my favorite ones like I got I got a cool uh, uh, Ragnar with Healy statue at one point and then I I eventually uh, like early on started for whatever reason I had most luck with hero statues from Dragon Quest 10 I don't know if like it was taunting me <laughs> or what. It was like, come back, Austin. Mm-hmm. Dragon Quest X needs you. It was. You. That was what it was. But wh- for whatever reason, I like initially, all I could seem to find was Dragon Quest X characters. And so just kind of as a joke, I put up Dragon Quest X characters. And in like my head, my head canon name for it was I called it my vault of what could have been. <laughs> because, oh. Or my shrine of what could have been. That was it. Because oh, man, I just that's... kind of 
I mean, I laughed about it, but I was. Kind oh of yeah, of like, course. Because it's just like I was just putting all these ten characters in there, some of some of whom I'd like never seen because I hadn't gotten uh, into whatever version they were a part of. And then since then, my vault has just been all the heroes. And I'm it really this this is like a dumb thing to be upset about, but it bugs me because there's not enough podiums for all the heroes, and I want the hero from every dragon quest game to be on a pedestal inside my vault and there's right. not an, there's not enough of those pedestals inside of the vault to accomplish this and Aww. it's frustrating that i can't have them all on there and i get it it's a really dumb minor thing to complain about but it eats away at me every time every time i visit my vault it eats away at me that i can't have them all in there what's the max that you can have I'm thinking, I don't know. I haven't ever counted them. Let's see. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, eight. I want to say I'm just, I'm just picturing what it looks like in my head and how, and like how I've had to switch things around. I think eight is how many there are. Yeah. I actually would have expected like a a solid 10. Like that's the kind of thing I wouldn't have, like I've got three right now and I would have expected 10 to be the final, final number. Yeah, no, because if there if there were ten, I would ha- be able to have a hero on each one because there's exactly. hero statues yeah. for each of the ten. Yeah, but no, it's uh, it's eight, I think. Yeah. Huh. Also, this is something I need. I don't know if you know this yet, um, but someone listening, if they can tell me this, because I don't know the answer and I'm scared to test it out. <laughs> oh no. Okay, so at random times in Dragon Quest Treasures. Sometimes you'll come back to your base and they'll be playing like the you know spooky music and it's like uh-huh. one of the rival gangs is attempting to steal something from your vault. And so right. you can run over and fight them and uh if and if you beat them then then the value of whatever item they were trying to steal goes up. Yes. Okay. I've never lost one of these fights. I'm terrified of losing one of these fights. And I legitimately want to know if you lose the fight, do they really take your treasure or does it just like depreciate in value? Because it seems like it would be, it seems like it would be really mean if they, if like, cause you know, I put like the really, you know, these are iconic treasures. So the rarest of the rare, they're based on heroes. And I put those in my vault. And like, if I finally got the DQ seven hero after needing that one for so long, and then the merry men or one of these other rival gangs gets to actually steal it like i would be devastated like that would be the worst like i can't even i I, i'm assuming they actually take it i don't know because it says that they're there to take your treasure i can see them doing that i just i don't know because i've only done a couple and i won Yeah, yeah and that's the thing is that i'm scared so if, but I really do want to know the answer, but I'm terrified of, of testing it out because of the way like autosave and stuff works in the game. Yeah. Like I'm afraid that it's gonna, it will, that I, you actually do lose it and then I don't get it back and it's autosaved or whatever. And so anybody listening, if you have an answer for this, please like just, if you can leave it as a comment, email us, uh, that's the email is social at Dragon Quest FM. Right, social at dragonquest.fm. Yeah. fm. Email us. Um, respond to like the the tweet for this episode uh, at dragonquest.fm. Something. Please get back to me because I really do want to know. And this is something that has been bugging me since 
the first time somebody attacked my treasure, <laughs> like like for for well over a yeah. month now, this has been something that I've been very curious about and just really, really want to know the answer. And like, I got really nervous the first time that it happened because I didn't want to lose one of my treasures because I didn't have many of them. And so I'm like, don't you take my dragon statue? And I was really, really nervous about it. Yeah. So I, I just, I want to know. I know, let us know. It's it's weird too, speaking of this, because you get like, if you defeat these gangs uh, often enough, you get banners to replace yours with. And this isn't the only way to get those banners. You can get them through doing other things too. But like everything else, or pretty much everything else in this game, it relies on RNG. Right. And I used Merry Men as an example, because that's the one that has like Robin Hood and his old Merry Men, you know, that attack you, um, which is fun. But it was weird because to get the first banner, you have to defeat him five times in a row. And the Merry Men attacked me for the the first two times I ever got attacked. It was the Merry Men. Right. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'm going to get this banner like real fast. I've never seen them since. And on some of these other ones, like there's like happy clowns or something like that, 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 that look like little clowns that yeah. will attack you. Like I've even gotten up through the reward of like 10, I think with them where I got the five flag and then I've beat them another 10 times after that. Wow. And I've gotten, I've gotten all the other banners for beating all the rest of the teams five and Merry Men is still just sitting there at two. And I'm sure it's RNG based, but it was just really weird because they were, they attacked me back to back and it was almost to the point where I was like, oh, Merry Men again. And then I've just never seen them since. And it's really hmm. weird. That is really weird. Yeah. Like a whole, literally like a solid 35, 40 hours have gone by and I've just never seen them again. <laughs> That's a very odd thing not to come back up. Yeah. Um, the other weird thing that I wanted, to, I meant to bring this up last week, actually, because we talked about it and I want, I need to find the answer to this as well. So we were talking about, uh, Eric and Mia and using their slingshots in combat, right? Yes. The game calls the slingshots catapults. Does that bother you? Mm, not really. No, it bugs me. I'm like, it's a sl slingshot. Just call it a slingshot. I mean, it is a slingshot. Yeah. I mean, I've never, I've never actually paid attention to that. You're right. It does call them catapults. Huh? Yeah. I mean, unless there's some kind of like medieval weaponry, like thing I'm missing, like that would just be a slingshot. Yeah, that is, that is just a slingshot. I mean, that would be like, that, <laughs> that would be like carrying around a, a crossbow and calling it like a ballista. I mean, in, in this analogy, I guess it would be a ballista. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though, but that would be incorrect. It really bugs me that they call it a catapult, and maybe it's some kind of like medieval term for it Yeah, that they're going with. But maybe every time, so, maybe that I don't know about. Every time the game calls it a catapult, I'm like, this is a slingshot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it like, is. It is a slingshot. Like, like just 100%, it's a slingshot. And I don't, I don't get it. It's a mystery. It's a Dragon Quest Treasures mystery. Why did they call it a catapult? I got, I got to know. <laughs> I'm assuming it's just a translation, like a uh, uh, localization thing, where that was just a term they picked. I, I don't. But it's, but it's not even like, like if it was a pun, like if the little cat fairy, yeah. if the little like uh, Percy or whatever. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's a catapult. It's uh, mine. Yeah. Persula. Um, Persola, yeah. Porcus and Persola. If Persola had get had gifted this to you and was like the only fairy in the game and gifted it to you and was like, it's a catapult, I'd be like, okay, yeah, they're reaching for a pun. I get it. But it's not. 
no, it's not. And it, I've yeah. never that that did not even cross my mind looking at it at all. It, it just got annoying to me using it in combat. So I actually wanted to bring that up is because I thought the slingshot was terrible. I'm going to call it a slingshot out of spite. I thought the slingshot was terrible in combat, but I think later, especially in the post game, I feel like I relied on it a whole, whole lot. And I think the reason for that is because there spoilers. Um, there are the big bosses that you can fight going through the sprawl, like proud main and everything. Yeah. Um, you can get into like, this again, seems to be RNG super bosses for lack of a, a better term. They're the masquerading forms of these, like masquerading proud right. main. Even those initial bosses, uh, they were they had some kind of elemental ability. So being able to hit them with pellets of their yeah. weakness uh, element was like the key to winning those fights. And so with the masquerading ones, it definitely was important because I would go and make pellets. Well, it's the upgrade from pellets that are called bombs. And so I would go and for like uh-huh. the one, like the masquerading proud main is going to be super weak to crack bombs. <laughs> so, so, I know I crack myself up. Crack bombs. I just I never said it out loud. That's another one. And so I would go and get like crack bombs and crack bomb it to death. And <laughs> and like that was the key because the monsters just did not seem to be very helpful in those fights at all. Like even Man. even using their their powerful moves. And so it does become important to use that and like using the the like zam uh zam pellets and zam bombs and stuff to like. Like you can take out killing machines like instantly, you know, with the electricity. And so yeah. uh like it does become more important, yeah. I would say, but I feel like I feel like I used it not at all in earlier portions, and then toward the end of the game, I used it a bit more outside other than those boss fights that I mentioned down in the snow. Mm, yeah. Like I definitely used it there. But otherwise I didn't really use it much till closer to the end of the game. And then in the post game, I find myself using it a lot. Like I feel like I rely on on stacking on stocking up on bombs and yeah. using them in combat is like the way I get through a lot of the like more powerful fights now. I mean that makes sense when when there's more powerful stuff and you can use different kind of elemental weaknesses that makes sense that you would be able to use it more in combat. Yeah, so I think we're gearing up to do our we'll be doing a spoiler episode for our next Dragon Quest Treasures episode. Um probably, most likely. Yeah. Unless, do you have anything other mysteries, tidbits, quibbles? I, I don't think so. Like, yeah. I haven't played it enough this week to like have anything new that uh, that stood out one way or the other. Yeah, so hopefully this has, actually talking about it right now has kind of inspired me to go boot it up just so I can give an update on how close I am to a hundred percenting all the treasures. <laughs> no, yeah, I get that. When we yep. cover it again, because it's like, I'm, I'm so close. It's kind of one of those things where it's like at, currently at this moment, after like five, six weeks, whatever, I am a little tired of Dragon Quest treasures. I mean, you know, I've been playing a lot, right? Ready for something else. But at the same time, it's like, I'm so close and I feel like, if I give up on it now, I may not ever go back and finish it. Um, but I'm like, come on, Austin. You're like, what, 100, less than 100 treasures away from having them all? Yeah, you're super close. Like, you've gone this far. I'm trying to, like, pep talk myself into going back and doing it. Do it. Just finish all of them. You'll feel better about yourself because you love fully completing games like this, and it's a Dragon Quest game. Yeah, I do. I just, I still don't know about that. The, uh, 
Shady and Shambles. Last week I couldn't remember the pig's name. It's Shambles. Uh, Shady and Shady Shambles. Shambles. I still don't know if I'll be able to find all 100 of those. Maybe there's a guide on it. I don't know. I haven't really noticed many guides for DQ treasures being written anywhere, but um, maybe there's a guide showing me all the locations because at this point, I feel like I have thoroughly explored all of these islands and I cannot find the last like 20, 15, uh, yeah. 15 or 20 of them, which is a lot when you think about it. And so I'm like, they got to be somewhere. I'm just overlooking them um, because I've definitely found like, I mean, I found weird stuff. There's like a hole in the desert in the mainland you can drop into. That's like a little underground vista with waterfalls and stuff. And right. there's all kind of little areas like that. And, uh, yeah, I, um, like, I, I mean, they've got to be out there somewhere, but maybe, maybe somebody will have a guide, uh, for me soon. Maybe so. so. I, I can I be lazy. So. I, Cause that, honestly, that's the only way I can see myself getting all of them is if I can complete that quest and get the, that treasure as a prize, because that's, you the know, one that I, I really bet like. that a writer at screen rank guides would be able to get you that information. Maybe. I also think that I might be the only person on staff who's who's playing it. <laughs> Aww, that's I, stinky. I was like, assign somebody to do this so you can find them. A few of the other editors got in uh, like got interested in it because of me like hyping it and, and yeah. you know, talking about it after the fact. Um and I think a couple of them, most of them are really into JRPGs like I am. So yeah. um I think that as ter- in terms of like at this current moment i think i might be the only one playing it so Aww. maybe who knows next next week or whenever we do our spoiler cast uh we'll have to check on this and see yeah check and um, see how you did on getting 100 percent of everything how close i got if i was a huge failure or just a little bit of a failure <laughs> or a rousing success yeah i don't think it's gonna be that one but um anyway Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. If you have any of the answers for us and the questions that we raised today, please let us know. Um, again, you can chat with us on Twitter at DragonQuestFM. You can email us at social at DragonQuest.FM. And you can also check us out on Patreon over at Patreon.com slash DragonQuestFM. And I am on Twitter as at Professor Beej. I am on Mastodon as at Beej at Dice.Camp. And you can talk to us on Discord at discord.geek2geekmedia.com. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Welcome everyone to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. I'm Austin. I'm DJ. And this week we are doing our big Dragon Quest Treasures spoilers episode. Mm -hmm. So if you really care about spoilers, then don't listen to this part four episode because this is the the one with all the spoilers. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's, yes. That should be the title of this one, the one with all the spoilers. Yeah, and so... Uh, Going to be talking about post-game, in-game stuff, just a lot of the stuff that we've maybe been alluding to or purposely avoiding uh, in past episodes. But first, uh, we have some answers to things and some corrections to things that I wanted to mention. Um, first thing is we were talking about the codes for the Yuji Hori Slime and the Killing Machine 
Right. And yep. apparently I, I said the wrong codes. Um, I just set them off the top <laughs> of my, my head instead of uh, lo- actually looking them up. Um, and so thankfully, one of our uh, patrons on Patreon, Shelby, uh, corrected us on that. So thank you, Shelby. And for those of you who want the actual real codes, the Yuji Hori slime code is YUB. And the code for the killing machine is P-E-K. Y-U-B and P-E-K. And I'd said it was Y-U-J for the Yuji Hori thing, yep. which makes more sense. I'm a, <laughs> it, it was the wrong code, but it makes more sense than it what the actual code It makes more sense, yeah, is. right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so uh, again, the correct codes are Y-U-B and P-E-K for that. And Shelby, thanks for letting us know. Yep, for real. I got to go and do that. I've been out of uh, town the last couple of days uh, since that message came through. And I'm like, I've got to get on there and redeem those because I tried and couldn't and thought they were gone. So I really do appreciate that so that I can get those items, uh, get those monsters. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, the other the other one uh, I wanted to mention is last week uh, in the episode, we were talking about how about a slingshot versus catapult was a was a was a big chunk of last week's episode um, right maybe not a big chunk but probably there's probably five minutes spent on on this and yeah. um so and actually uh platy uh got us some answers on both the catapult and what happens if the rival team manages to steal your treasure oh uh, because we didn't know the answer to that and asked if somebody could tell us so uh the first one is if you lose to a rival team they take your treasure and then a mission uh, to get it back from them appears. So oh, you go there, okay. you beat them up, and you get the treasure back. So it just so they do take it, but you can get it back. You just have to go fight them and take it back. So it's not like you lose it forever. Okay, okay, that makes sense. That's good because, like, like I said, I like I got really worried and nervous about it <laughs> and wanted to know because I don't want to lose the really cool, like, almost random. St- I mean, I guess it is random, but uh, you can kind of focus toward it that that you get that this random stuff. So yeah, so now I'm not as uh, as worried about it. Um, and then the other thing was. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, also the question why a catapult, that's the British language term for a slingshot. Oh. Yeah, which I did not know. Nor did I. I have a funny I have a funny story to share now because since Platy told me this, this sent me down like a rabbit hole because <laughs> I, I work with a lot of British people. So we're constantly like, you know, I mean, I'm from the South, so they are like asking me about like Southern terms and I ask right. them about UK yep. terms and things like that. Like that's like, uh, we do that all the time, and so I didn't. I did not know this, so I put a picture of a slingshot in our group chat and was just like, "Hey, what do y'all call this?" Gotcha. Okay. Just, just uh, out of interest, and most of them also call it a slingshot, and so I was like, "Well, that's weird," because Platy said it's called a catapult, British term, and Google. I I I googled it, and, and that's what came up for that. For you and, as well. And yes. And so I was like, well, you know, so what's the deal here? And so we decided on from speaking with all the UK folks over there that kind of like in the States, you know, where it just depends on like what region of the country right, you're yeah. from, what you call it. And it also seems like uh, like like most younger, like the younger you are, the more likely you are to call it a slingshot. Oh. Whereas like maybe... Your grandmother in the UK calls uh, it a catapult, but you call, you would call it a slingshot now. Wow. Yeah, but that's why it's called a catapult in DQ Treasures, because they that's, try to be all you know Britishy with stuff a lot. 
That makes sense. Yeah. So thanks, Platty, for, for giving us our answers for those two things. Last thing I wanted to mention before we we really dive into spoilers here is last week I said I was going to see how close I could get to getting um, all the treasures to see if I could do it. And I have not. I it was a failure, much like I thought. Um, I did pass the important seven, 700 item milestone. Oh. Yeah. So That's a lot of treasures. It is a lot of treasure. And there's some that I there's some that I know I don't have, like I know what I'm missing. Yeah. Like I'm missing some of the I mentioned in a previous episode about the otherworldly items that are like lost clothing and it's all clothing from uh, the first from DQ eleven. Yeah. I'm still missing quite a few clothes. So um, so I know that there's some lost clothing items that I need. And then uh, I saw earlier this week on Twitter where someone shared like a little gotcha machine that oh, they yeah. had gotten in DQ Treasures that I don't think I've gotten. And I like if I if I got it, it was new to me. And it's possible I do have it because I, I, a lot of times I skip the animation to where it just opens all the treasures at once. Oh, I get it. When you get when you get so many, like there are so many long animations that uh, that sometimes you just have to. Yeah, and so I just I skip it and then just look at them all at once, like what like all my nine treasures at once. Um, so there, it's possible, I guess, that that one slipped through. And admittedly, I have put most of a focus on like the cool like bosses and monsters and character statues. Yeah, over some of the others. So it's possible I missed that one, but yeah, I don't think I have that gotcha machine one yet either but um and then i know for sure i'm still missing the shady and shambles one because i have not found all 100 balloons to pop and i've also not found a guide telling me where all 100 balloons are oh to pop and so yeah so i so i know of a i know of some at least that i'm that i'm missing uh but i'm currently like 70 70-ish treasures away from having 100% all treasures. And so getting there, I'm sure I'll still be chipping away at it. And one of these days in a future episode, I'll be like, hey, I finally got every treasure. You absolutely will. Yeah, but that day is not today. (laughs) Yes. Now for getting into spoilers. Um, Right. We actually talked about this. Uh, quite a bit after we finished recording last week uh but obviously we weren't recording it so we want to talk about it this week which is something you and i both love that we haven't brought up yet which is mogsworth <laughs> we like mogsworth we like the kitty cat pirate we like his design I we do. like his look like his tongue just hanging out all the time yeah he's not he, he's good comedic relief um whenever you do like his his whole branch of like side quests and everything yep. um it's kind of good comic relief but I was kind of, I guess maybe the reason I was waiting to talk about him too much is because because of it being a spoiler that you can actually once you can recruit him into your party by finishing up his side quest chain. So yeah. so if you love Mogsworth and you want to get him in your party, you can do that. You just have to do all of his side quests. And like I have mixed feelings about it because you know in the like tutorial section they put Mogsworth in your party and it's kind of nice having him around. And then because of the way his quests are structured like you kind of don't get him till later in the game or at least i didn't get him till later in the game um maybe if that's like your primary focus you could 
Right. But but I did not get him till later in the game, and so like it was kind of a disappointment because by the time I got there, like the monsters in my party were like I don't know level fifty, sixty already, yeah, much higher than what he came in as. And then he comes in at like level fifteen. And oh wow, that's much lower than I would have expected. And so yeah, he comes in at like level fifteen or something for me, and so I put him in with the where you can dispatch your monsters on quests. Yeah. I put him in there because that's like a really fast and easy way to level up monsters that you can't have in your party yet and threw him over in there. And then it's been one of those things where I've just, I never, sadly, I never ended up going back and getting him out of there even now because Aww. of how, because of how high my other monsters are. And I'm still trying to take down silver bones. Another spoiler, since this is our spoiler cast. Don't silver bones. Uh, the the pirate captain that you attack yep. and is the final boss, yeah. So he's like the uh, super boss version of him happens uh, at in DQ Treasures, and he's like level eighty in his monster gang, or level eighty, and it follows the same pattern. It's just like you know he's level eighty now instead of like forty or whatever he is the right. first time you beat him. And uh, like I said last week or whenever, he handed my butt to me, even when I thought I could take him on at like level ninety, and. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of put that on the back burner for now because I was just like, oh, I'll keep finding treasures then and come back to Silver Bones when I'm like at level 100. Surely then it will be easier at level 100 if he's just level 80. I don't know. Sometimes those super bosses are deceptively hard despite their levels. Yeah, the problem the problem with this fight is that he has a ton of health anyway, which is a problem in his in-game in fight too. Um, it's just kind of like... It, it, it's kind of boring, and this is this is kind of goes back to just the the middling combat like we've talked about in previous episodes, right. where the the first half of of the Silverbones fight is kind of intriguing because rematch, uh, I guess is what I'll call it, follows the same pattern too. But it's like you you know the first part of it's not bad because he's always going into the the statues, and those statues have elemental weaknesses, so it's like you just throw out your crack bombs or whatever, right? And, take him down really easily and each time you kick him out of one of the statues it's like a really quick easy way to get him down to like half health and so that's that is like no problem ever like once you dispense with his lackeys and move it to that phase then it's like no problem but then once he gets in there and has like has, he's still at half health and he's all by himself and like in the super boss fight he has his like gunshot move that he does can like pretty much almost one hit kill anybody e. And that's a problem because, you know, if, if Eric dies, you have to restart the whole thing, which is stupid. Yeah. And I, like, I always hate that mechanic in video games. That's actually one of the reasons I stopped playing Persona 5. Because, the, because if your main character dies and gets knocked out, then you uh, lose the battle, even though you have other people in the party who could, uh, revi- I was going to say revivify them, uh, but uh, get them up. Yeah, that's why, uh, that's one of the, the few things I did not like about uh, Yakuza, like a dragon. Yeah, it's the same thing, you know. If each Bond dies, the whole fight is just over, and I'm like, "What's the point of having this whole party then?" Right. <laughs> um. So yeah, so that's like pretty frustrating. But anyway, the so like Eric, you know, it's a problem in this fight when that happens. But also at that point, you have to kind of chip away at Silver Bones with your monsters, and so a lot uh. of it is like running around, trying not to get shot, and just healing your monsters with pellets while they kind of slowly chip away at him. And none of their biggest moves really seem to have much of an effect. And so you just kind of slowly have to knock him down to where you can like 
you know, still is, uh, still like the, like in the original fight, still the dragon stones from him and everything. Mm. And it's just like, I don't know. It wasn't like the funnest fight ever, um, in the game to begin with. And then the rematch is just, you know, everything's amped up to 11. Yeah. And I don't know if I'll go back to that or not, but because of that, the monsters that are in my party, I'm trying to keep there because it's like, okay, they're all like level 90 right now. So like Mogsworth, he did level up a lot, but he's still like level 60. And that's a pretty huge gap, you know? Yeah, and, that's a that's a big gap when you're getting to the end game. And so I've kind of just gone past the point that I can have these characters, the characters that I want, like, the, like I can't really put them in my party because the characters I don't want, namely Kara, the... <laughs> <laughs> the the bird that I hate, um, but I put in my party just for character statues early on, and then now she's like such a high level, I just have to keep her in the game, um, in my party. And so it's like I would love to trade her out, but I I, I cannot. And okay. and, and I I ran into the same problem with uh, with Ellis, the dragon. Again, talking about spoilers. So the, the the dragon that actually hatches out of the egg at the end in the end went before the credits roll. Um, you know, you can get that in your party in the post game. Okay. And I also wanted Ellis in my party because I was like, cool, dragon, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it would fulfill the same role that Kara does. So it's like win-win for Austin. Except again, it also starts off really low level. I think it started mm. off a little bit higher. I think it was like level 30 or 40. But still, at the by this time I had monsters that were way higher leveled up. So I put them I put Ellis over there to be in the monster dispatch service so that oh, yeah. it would level up fast. And it just it's never been able to catch up to the monsters in my party. And lame. And so like I haven't been able to use Ellis or Mogsworth and so it's like, and they're, I'm just like, I don't know. It's frustrating because it's like, yeah, they would be fine in my party if I was just doing treasure. But then also like some of the tr random treasure you find are teleportals that lead into really big boss fights. And so it's like, if I get in, if the treasure I find ends up being a teleportal and I go through, well, if I have the two of them in my party, I'm definitely dead. <laughs> yeah. When all the monsters are like level 90 now in those portals. Then my like little Mogsworth and Ellis that are both at like level sixty are definitely going to die, and it's just it's kind of a frustrating thing with the post game because I feel like I got a couple of cool characters, and but I can't use them. Instead, I'm stuck with Kara and my <laughs> my white saber cat. Which don't get me wrong, the white saber cat was awesome early on, but but now I'm like I like Mogsworth and Ellis. And, <laughs> I don't know. Like I would like these other characters in my party and I just feel like I can't go back. To oh them. yeah. And it's kind of, it's a similar problem, I guess that like Pokemon has where it's like, by the time you get your legendaries, you don't really need them in your party or want them in your party. Like that's a problem I always run into in Pokemon games too, where it's like the legendaries, I catch them and they're like level 50, but I've, I've had like this reliable team of level like 70 or 80 Pokemon. Yeah. So I never get to really enjoy the legendaries either. Which that's the way I am with legendaries, like in Pokemon as well. It's like I always and I always replace something with them, and then I'm like, that wasn't worth it. Like I have to work too hard to get this leveled up and uh, get it working with the rest of the team. Overall, I mean, I've enjoyed the the Dragon Quest Treasures post game. Like I, I realized that I've you know kind of ranted a little bit about Mogsworth and Ellis, but. 
it's because I like those characters. It's because right. I like their designs. And I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw or not. I have no <laughs> clue what happened with this, but the uh, like Dragon Quest, like official Dragon Quest account, like tweeted out this thing about Ellis when the game had only been out like four days and which was really weird. Like I, I saw some people complaining about it or like calling them out for it, but it was a weird thing where it was like, okay, this game has only been out like a week. And mm. they tweeted out like a photo of Ellis with like them basically just telling you like, Hey, if you beat the game, you get this. And well, I thought that was kind of not cool because it's like, okay, well that's like the whole, I mean, obviously it has to do with dragons. And so it's like, yeah, if you have to guess what's going to happen, it's like, okay, yeah, probably this egg is going to hatch and there's a dragon in there. That's how this is all going to end. Like, you don't have to be like a genius to like see where it's going. But at the same time, I don't know. Like, I I don't know how I would have felt if that had, if I was one of the many people that got spoiled because of that. Yeah. Like, it did seem a little premature to go ahead and start sharing those kinds of details. Like, immediately. Yeah. And I get yeah, it. We, that, we live in an age where like nothing can stay a secret anymore. And like there's no that. statute of limitations on spoilers at this point. Like it drives me absolutely batty where like I'll TV shows or video games or something and I'll see a spoiler the morning something comes out before I'm able to either watch it or even buy it. Like as a video game or something like some some gaming outlet has to rush to be the first one with it for whatever clickbaity reasons. And, you know, you have to have the traffic, you have to get that to survive. I get it. But it's so frustrating as a consumer that I see what happens when that kind of thing matters to me. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. I just, I don't know. Like I, I don't know. It's just uh, some people like to be the first to watch things and want everybody to know that they, have yeah. answers and they want to share it with everybody instantly and i'm like stop i like to hold on to that i mean you know that's why we waited like a full month to do our treasure uh-huh. stuff because we didn't want to like spoil it just for everybody that and the fact that you really dragged your feet there for a little while yeah i did i did <laughs> but but really i mean we we knew like going in that we were gonna wait a little while um didn't want to like lead with spoilers because and now we're getting close to like the two it's been out two months mark which is crazy but right that is that is a little nuts yeah but going back to post game here like i've really enjoyed my time with the post game and this is really where i like fell in love with the game like the the story is fine it's short you know like i mentioned in previous episode it took me a little little under 18 hours uh to to beat the whole thing and some of that Mm -hmm. was just getting distracted with like exploration and things and so it like took a little while for that to happen and it was like i'd already at that point like i'd already fallen into okay this is what the game is there's not much story it's just a lot of treasure hunting but i really like that i'm okay with this i know the combat's not great but the treasure hunting part is fun and so i was like okay with all that stuff by then and the post game is just like there's there's a lot of games where i feel like that has happened um dragon quest 11 11 was similar like i really loved the story but i feel like post-game trophy hunting uh like on my first time playing it you know like on Mm. ps4 way back in like 2018 like that was where i really fell in love with it was like the post-game of 11 and like doing trophy hunting right and a similar situation here where i really fell in love with it when i was like just treasure hunting like you know i beat the game 
I beat the game with less than 300 treasures to my name. Right. And I passed 700 the other day. So, I mean, that's a lot that's been Yeah, done. there's a lot going on there. That's like, you know, four, something like 450 treasures, I think. In the post-game. Af- yeah, I did after I beat the game. And that's cool. Like, I like that there's still so much to do and that you're able to do. Yeah, I mean, me too. And I think that's like in a DQ6 episode or like maybe when I was writing about Dragon Quest VI one time, I talked about like how a lot of like the judgment and like rating I put on a game is based on like my memories of it, like after Mm -hmm. the fact. And it's like my memories of this are going to be tied to the post game. And I really love the post game. I love the the mindless (laughs) just running (laughs) around, picking up nine treasures, coming back, looking at what I got, being like, yay, treasure, and then running back out. Like, yeah, I mean, that is super fun. Yeah, like I just I like that. If you don't like that, you will not like Dragon Quest Treasures, but I like it. And I feel like a lot of the the middling to negative like reviews that it got from reviewers, but also just like players in general is because of not liking that mechanic. And for me, I like that mechanic. And so that's why I rated the game high. And that's why I've raved about the game. And that's why I'm still playing it uh, two months later (laughs) and like, you know, 45 nearing on 50 hours in up to this game. Like that's why I'm still, you know, sinking all this time into it is because I just, I really like that just mindless loop of running out to, you know, picking an island, running there, grabbing up the nine treasures, really just as fast as I can, coming back home, seeing what I got, and then just doing it all over again. Like I I like that kind of thing. Um, And I like it, but I can't do it over and over and over again. My big thing is doing it and doing it one or two times and then logging off. That's when I'm done with it uh, for a little while. Yeah, I mean, that that's how I've been. Like, I mean, I've that's part of the reason why I've only put 45, 50 hours in and it's been out two months, you know, mm-hmm. because that's how I play, too, is I chip away at it a little bit at a time. I haven't spent um, like... You know, I I rarely have played this game in one sitting for more than like two hours. And most right. of the time it's like 30. It's like I play it for 30 minutes. But every once in a while I'll get really into it. Like I mentioned in a previous episode, just sometimes I'll get stuck thinking like, hey, what's up at the top of that? Or like, hey, can I climb yeah. that? Like I can't stress enough how many of my best like video game memories, not just in Treasures, but in any game, like my best memories have always started with the question, hey, I wonder if I can get up there. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> like, just just wanting to know if I can get up there or not. And then, uh, you know, sometimes you can. Sometimes Some games will not let you, and I always get disappointed when that's the case. When there's, like, a verticality limit. and I When try the games to get... just won't let you get where you want to go. Yeah, there's, like, an invisible ceiling there, and you can't, yeah. you can't get up any higher but i'm like but i can see the top of the building from here <laughs> i just want to get up there You're like just give me yeah um and so i can i like really appreciate um that about dq treasures so now i guess nearing the end of this episode and kind of looking ahead um this was a new dragon quest spinoff it was kind of a take on the monsters formula but the whole idea behind it was to create a new spinoff um, so what are your thoughts here? Do you think it's going to be, it's big enough, successful enough, good enough uh, to kind of start its own spinoff and maybe get a sequel? 
I hope so. I, I think it is the way that it is right now. I really hope that more people pick it up and uh, stick with it beyond the fairly terrible beginning. That <laughs> I really just wish that they wouldn't have made the beginning so lackluster. Like, that's such a weird way to, to start the game with everything just being dumped at you. And just, it's it's not really fun. Yeah, I think... They, they just took too much of a mobile approach to the beginning yeah. of it, just throwing all these systems at you. And, and I know now that, you know, that's kind of what they're going for is to just, they wanted to go ahead and open it up for you so you can just yep. go and do whatever you want. But it's like, it's very jarring at the beginning. Yeah. And I'm, I'm in the same boat you are. Like I would, I would love a sequel, not just because I've loved this game, but also because I feel like a sequel is where they can improve the stuff we don't like, like monster variety. Maybe we can yeah. get more than just like, you know, reskins of the same like 11 monsters. And that would be really the, nice. Yeah. The combat, maybe, the, you know, the combat, I would like to control the monsters more. <laughs> I would like to not just be an observer. I would like to do more than be a super squishy character who just has a slingshot. Um, and so there's like, there's things like that that I think could really get expanded on. And like knowing the way sequels work with Dragon Quest spinoffs. It's like, I feel like they do that really often. You know, like looking at how Builders yeah. 2 built upon the first Builders game, how Heroes 2 built upon the first uh, Heroes game. Uh, you know, the, there's kind of, feel like there's a reason why we've only gotten the second entries of Rocket Slime and, and Tornico. Yeah. It's because, uh, you know, the first games, maybe they didn't know how they were going to do their experimental, that the second game has the improvements and has, they build upon the stuff that worked in the first entry, but then improved yep. stuff. And so like, I'm really excited about the idea of a dragon quest treasures too, even though there's like, you know, nothing out there saying it's going to happen at this point. Mm -hmm. Just the idea of it to me um, sounds really exciting. Yeah. I'm really hoping it happens. I mean, with the way that they're doing remakes, the remakes of three, the two DHD one and all of that, I'm really hoping that there'll be some success through this to, uh, to get a sequel to this. Yeah, for sure. Um, if So if we get a sequel, okay, Monster Variety and I think Combat are my two big ones for what I would like to have fixed in the sequel. What about what about for you? Definitely the intro and being able to skip animations. Um, not having the stupid Smash Bros intro for all the monsters. Uh, still hate it so much. And I guess just a different... I don't know. I'm as much as I like Eric and Mia being in this one. I'd like to see uh, different uh, something that's not from Eleven now. You know, it's been out for so long. Maybe a Dragon Quest Ten related one mm -hmm. with some of the characters from that. Maybe. Yeah. Or... They will never get the main game over here, but if they would do a spinoff with some of the characters, like Anna Lucia. Yeah. Or I was thinking. Uh... They could also kind of repeat what they did with monsters where it's like, you know, you had Terry, but then you had the follow-ups that were like new characters. What were their names? Tara, yeah. Tara, and... I don't remember. Tara and Tony. It's not Tony, but I'm going to pretend it's Tony. <laughs> it's Tony. <laughs> um, yeah, where it's like the... Uh, um, I, I could see that happening with Treasures too. But yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat where it's like, it was nice seeing the Eric and Mia stuff because of how much I loved Eleven, but it really, like the way Treasures was written, it could have been anybody. Like it didn't have yeah, to be Eric, Eric and Mia. 
I get it. It's not as risky as introducing like brand new protagonists. Mm-hmm. And it would appeal to people who really, since Eleven, did take off over here unlike anything else. It was a good idea to use characters that were recognizable to people who liked Eleven. Yeah, I could see that going with um, going with some new characters for Treasures Two, and I mean that's kind of yeah. I mean even in the Heroes games, like I like I love Heroes One and Two, but I find myself still like a lot of times I'll keep some of the original characters from those games in my party over the over the legacy characters, mm. because I mean it comes down in Heroes, it comes down a lot of times to like their abilities. Yeah, it and does. which abilities I want to play as, um, but oh, and that was another parallel I didn't think about mentioning. I know I, I brought it up as FF twelve, but you know, even the similar thing that Heroes did, uh, existing in Treasures Combat would have been nice, where you can just switch around. You press like R one, L one, and it like, pops to a different one. Yeah, pop to the different characters. Yeah, like just something like that would have been really nice. I think in a Treasures game, I think I would like to see that in a sequel. Actually, yeah. <laughs> that'd be super nice. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to run around with a squishy, squishy catapult. Yeah. Catapult. God, I can't. I'm not even. Because I'm an American, so I would say slingshot. But if I was British, I would say a catapult. A catapult. Yeah. Um, anyway, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode and all of our DQ Treasures coverage. Uh, we have some cool, exciting Patreon, patron requested episodes coming up uh, in episodes ahead. And also, BJ got me Slime Mori Mori 3 for Christmas yeah. that I'm going to be playing. So we're going to be talking about that in some future episodes as well. Uh, remember, if you would like to chat with us, you can find us on Twitter, at DragonQuestFM. We're at DragonQuestFM on all socials, Facebook, Hive, remember Hive, um, any yeah. of that kind of stuff. Uh, I am sometimes on Twitter, still uh, at DragonQuaston. And uh, you can also help support this podcast by visiting patreon.com slash dragonquestfm. And I'm on Twitter as at Professor Beej. I'm on Mastodon at beej at dice.camp. Uh, you can talk to us on Discord at discord.geek2geekmedia.com. And like you said, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash dragonquestfm. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye!